Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling. I am your host, as always, DM, and I am joined this week by Alex. Howdy. This week, it was Black Friday, it was Thanksgiving, it was Survivor Series, and it was NXT TakeOver. A lot of shit happened, and uh, Fidel Castro died the other day. Oh, he did? Yeah, Fidel Castro. Shit, he was ancient, too. Yeah, he was 90 years old, he's dead, uh, the mom from Brady Bunch is dead, and yeah, that was another one that was like, oh, wow. And bombs pretty much. And some other actor died um, yesterday. I can't remember who. Uh, Firefly. I remember he was in Firefly, I think. Black guy. Well, um, yeah, I'm sure that narrows it down. But how was your holiday? Um, it was pretty good. I got to... Um I got to see a lot of my relatives and my youngest nephews. Um, they're they. I, I just love them, man. They're just. Uh, I guess it's because I see them more than any of my other nephews <laughs> or, or nieces. But uh, I see. Well, I see them more than really any of my other relatives, other than like you know the my mother and my father and well, and I see my sister because she you know. They belong to her, and but uh, yeah, no, it's because you know my uh, my se- my oldest uh, or my second oldest nephew, I guess, but he's from that sister. Uh, his name is Caleb. He is, I think, he's fourteen now, so he's at that age where we kind of. And he's just a cool kid, you know, like, he's always been, he's always, I've always been Uncle Alex, you know, and I'm the cool uncle, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very, 
uh, I'm an adult, but I'm not exactly, you know, the most adult person, <laughs> and so we've always gotten along pretty well, and now that he's, you know, he's gotten to where he's a teenager, you know, we, we got all the shit to discuss, you know, he's, he, you know, he plays video games, so we just have a good time, and, and, uh, and, you know, we watch some of the same stuff, we watch some of the same, you know, and, and, and his, his little brother is a, you know, he's just, a, he's just a funny little guy, he, you know, he, he plays games with us, and, this is a fun time. They're always they're always fun kids, and I love my sister. Got to see her again, and I also got to see my other sister and her son. And and uh, he's a he's he's more he keeps more to himself. He just plays his game, and and he's quiet, and he's not he's not a bad kid or nothing. He's just keeps to himself, and and uh, they're all they're all Nintendo supporters. Every single one of them that was here, so. Uh, you can say that they're all very good people. Um, well, they're Nintendo supporters, so yes, that's that's, 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 that's what I was getting at. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a good it was a good holiday. Uh, I ate a lot and probably not as much as I would have in the past, so that's good. Two K seventeen got patched like fourteen hundred more times. Okay, no, I got patched. It's been patched four times since it came out. That's like a record. Usually, they only patch if there's going to be DLC coming out. It's like, oh, okay, we're putting out DLC. I guess we should fix the game. But they're like, they're actually trying. They're like, hey, you know, we fucked up. We should probably try to fix it. And and if, if guys, people out there who don't play video games, basically. When you patch something, there is a pretty big chance you're going to fuck something else up. That's the world of computers. Um, and they have done this every single time they've patched it. They And they'll fix a lot of the problems, that, and but they'll fuck something else up somewhere along the way. And so, not to mention they don't always fix all the problems when they patch to begin with. So they keep patching and patching and patching, hoping to fix everything. So we're on the fourth patch. And we don't even have any DLC out. So we're probably going to be on, like, patch fucking 14 before this whole thing's done with. And, uh... So maybe we'll have a fully functioning game in a year. And, uh... <laughs> it's a, don't get me wrong, it's a diamond... There's a diamond somewhere under all this dog shit. It's a, I mean, I wouldn't stop playing it. It's a lot of fun. There's just a lot of... There's just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mess. It's fun. And, uh... It's fun to play. It's, there's just a lot of glitchy... Stuff going on there, and uh, isn't that a little disheartening, though? Knowing that when you buy a game, there's going to be glitches and there's going to be patches and all that stuff, and it is. Uh, that's the fucking world we live in now. It's and it, it's bullshit, and there's nothing you can fucking do about it. This is and uh, you know there were certain. Um, I would be fine if. Um, I think 2K and Ukes, they're the, they're the Japanese developers that actually make the game. 2K are the publisher, and Visual Concepts do a lot of the, like, making the models and stuff, and, and doing some of the other stuff with the game, and, uh, but anyway, uh, back to my point here, what they should do, this shouldn't be a yearly release game, because this game... Games like these, where you can customize fucking everything. I think I said this last week. Or I believe week. you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you can make everything. You can't. You can't test all that stuff. You can't play test that much shit in a year. I mean, you can't. It doesn't matter how many play testers you have. I mean, it, nobody's going to catch everything. 
in, I mean, not to mention, if the reason THQ's games were less buggy was because they just put out the same game every year with an updated roster. That's all they did. I mean, they had the same modes and same shit every single year. It was the same fucking game. Like, from playing, uh, if you played WWE, or, or SmackDown vs. Raw, uh, 2011 to WWE 12, WWE 13. They were the same fucking game. They just had they had a, a new like, they had a different career mode, and like they would change the roster. That was it. All the same modes, uh, nothing nothing special. The graphics were the same. It was it was the same game. So naturally, there weren't going to be really any bugs. It was the same game. But 2K is being very ambitious. They want to they want to they want to take this game to new places. So not only do they keep the game that they have from the last year, but they try to they try to soup it up and they try to add all kinds of really cool shit. And they do a good job with it. But it's like they got a year's time to fucking make sure not only all the problems from last year get fixed, but all the problems with this new shit work or that there, there aren't any. And it's like, you can't do this in a year. And I'm like, WWE needs to back the fuck off and let them just like make a game in like maybe two to three years time and then just I don't know you could update it over time like like most sports games you know because that's what that's what a lot of sports games do since you know sports are something that are constantly changing like like the NFL you know rosters change you know so you have if you have the internet and your rosters are changing you just let let the internet change your roster or not. I mean, it's just put it put out a game after three years, after testing it, after testing the shit out of it, and yeah, you can still patch it if there's a couple problems. But I guarantee you, it would be a better game. But uh, yeah, anyway, quality control, I believe, is what we need. Is like a quality control department where who goes out and goes, yeah, no, this is glitchy as fuck. Um, and and I am I am. Happy that, because I have sent in ticket after ticket after ticket and have been all over the glitch thread on their site. I'm happy they're listening to not only the other people, but to me specifically, because I have had specific problems that have been fixed in patches. So it's like, it's cool, they're listening to me. <laughs> nice. But uh, uh, it's like, it's cool that they're listening this much and trying to fix things this quickly, but uh, the... I mean, they're not doing the greatest job. I'm just, I'm glad they're doing a job. I'm glad they're not just sitting on their ass. Um, it's just, it's a shame that we're, you know, but I mean, everybody's heard, heard this shit from me and a million other, you know, people my age with video games these days is that, you know, video games are not what they used to be. You know, it's, you don't get a, you don't get a working game these days. You get a game that is, mostly working <laughs> and uh, and will be probably fully working in a year yeah it's it's a little again it's a little disheartening because you spend you know 30 40 50 60 sometimes 70 upwards to 80 dollars on a game and that's including whatever DLC combo packs you have and then you go to play it and you and like something simple like jumping is just not possible. I'm not, yeah, any, I'm not talking about any game in specific, but I will say I never had a problem with Mario Kart. 
Yeah, Nintendo is really good about not doing that kind of shit. I mean, they, they, the only time they do, I mean, they'll do patches, like, with Smash Brothers, because that's a fighting game, and you kind of need patches just for balance issues, but, well, actually, I mean, you wouldn't, you don't need them, they just did it because people wanted them. People were like, hey, you think you guys can make this game more balanced? And they're like, well, <laughs> if you guys insist, and uh, plus, you know, they wanted to do the all the extra characters and stuff, but... Uh, well, I think the Smash Brothers world has become Mugen right now. I mean, every fucking character you can think of in video game history is in it. It's absolutely ridiculous at this point. I've looked at the roster and there's like 90 fucking people. Or maybe yeah. I, I don't know. It's I mean Ryu's in there now, and it's like Jesus Christ, what the fuck? I live in a world where Ryu can fight Mario and Bayonetta and, and Cloud. Yeah, that just doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> and Mega Man. I don't know how exactly that fits, but you know I'll. I'll they're just one step away from doing Nintendo versus DC. Or some shit like that. I mean, Mario versus Batman. Well, you know, Snake was in Brawl, so, I mean, it's not like... It's not like we haven't had weirder things. It, it, again, it's, uh, you know... But by Thanksgiving, I ate food, and that was it. You know, and I avoided Black Friday all fucking together. I actually got a really good deal online on Black Friday, because um, see, my old computer I'm using right now to talk, um, it is, it, it was, okay, it's officially falling apart physically, um, it's, an, it's internal stuff, it's all in pretty good working condition, I, I think, I don't know, I can't see it, but like, as far as, you know, programs, digital, all that shit, it's all working alright. Um, I, hell, I just upgraded the RAM this year, so I'm hoping to reuse that in the new computer. Um, but the ports are all a little loose, like the USB ports are kind of starting to just, like, when you put, when you hook up USB shit into them, they don't seem to stay, the, the computer doesn't read them as perfectly connected most of the time. Uh, when you hook up any kind of earphone jacks, uh, or, or speakers, they're constantly the computer's constantly reading it as not connected, and uh, and finally, this happened recently. The right uh, part of the monitor, since it's a you know folding laptop, just split, so that it basically it needs to stay the way it is right now, open. Because if you try to close it, the whole thing is just going to split in half. The screen is going to split from the metal pieces, and it's just going to. Ex explode into plastic and metal. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And I was going to ask for one for Christmas. I was like, no, we we can't wait. Now I'm just gonna. I saved up some money, and um, yeah. So I was going to buy something a little cheaper, but I told my friend, uh, my friend Charlie. He's he's a computer guy. I told him, hey, I'm gonna let you handle this. Uh, I got the money. You look for something online for me. And uh, he found a really good deal. Fucking sexy ass laptop. It's uh, the screen is a tiny bit smaller than mine, but everything else about the computer is like <laughs> it blows this one out of the fucking water. Um, it's worth about a thousand dollars. This one was like maybe five hundred. So 
Yeah. Um, we're getting it for 800 uh, clean. Um, he's going to pay for 100 of it so I can keep 100 in the bank just for an emergency, and then I'll give him... Uh, and he got a bunch of sick rebates and deals and shit, so he got a monitor out of it and a keyboard and earphones and a mouse. And... So yeah, everybody won here. I got a nice computer. And like, you know, it had this, this genius thing. All the ports are on the fucking back of the laptop. I don't know why people don't fucking do that automatically. It's like, why the fuck, why the fuck would you want your fucking power cord on the side of your goddamn laptop? That is the stupidest thing. The cord just fucking bends and makes the, the port loose. It, that's the stupidest fucking thing. You know, laptops back in the day were like that. They had them in the back. And then someday some idiot was like, let's put the port, let's put the fucking power plug on the side of the laptop like a fucking retard. Why would you do that? That is the dumbest thing. And this one has it in the back, right on the back of the laptop. That is genius. I'm glad that's there. I think, I think even the USB port and the HDMI port are on the back too. So it's like... It's fucking genius. And, the, and and it looks like the vents are on the back. Everything about this laptop is amazing. So it's going to get sent to his house along with all the stuff, and he's going to bring it over here. It has a solid-state drive in it, so I ain't even going to have to... We, we thought we were going to have to move my hard drive over to that one, and no, I'm just going to take, you know, 24 hours out of my day that day and slowly move everything from this one via flash drive over to that one. Flash media is awesome. But, uh... Yeah, so I'm I'm excited about that. I haven't even been playing my computer games on this one for like the last two months just because I've been waiting to play them on the new computer. Which is basically I mean, I want I didn't want a gaming laptop, I just wanted one that was a little bit better. I want well I I mean I had been looking forward to getting a laptop that could game not really play like high end games, but one that could just play the shitty games that I play a tiny bit better because like I play like Final Fantasy uh, 14 online and I play like Killing Floor and shit with my friends and the, I play them on the lowest settings and this computer heats up to the sun and well, okay it doesn't it, it doesn't ever overheat but it gets pretty hot I have an extra cooler I have connected to it to suck out all the heat and it's like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is fucking ridiculous. I'm the lowest settings here. Have you ever tried a bag of ice? I don't want to put ice on my computer. No, just sit it on top of the bag of ice. Oh, I don't know about that. I would be afraid it would get wet. <laughs> I don't know about that, man. That seems like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this new one, it's going to... I don't know how hot it's going to get, but uh, it looks like... I mean, it's got a dedicated graphics card. It's going to, you know, it's not going to be the most powerful little, and I'm not a computer guy, so it doesn't need to be some fucking hoity-choity fucking Starbucks computer that all the little fucking losers talk about. Hey, look at my amazing computer. It can play fucking, it can play fucking 500 copies of Half-Life 2 at once. No, as long as it can play, you know, my shitty games at decent settings and not run at two frames per second, that's good enough for me. So, yeah, we got, I, that's the first time I've ever done anything on Black Friday. I, I didn't have to go anywhere, though. My friend just got me a computer digitally. and Or digitally. He got it online. So, yeah, that, uh, that all worked out. We just had to wait for it to come in the mail in December. 
Amazon is my friend on Black Friday. That's all I can say. Just give me a list. I'll load it up on the list. One click, done. It's it's fucking amazing. Oh, by the way, since you're also a Guilty Gear fan, um, oh yeah, uh, the newest uh, well, not the uh, well, the the newest soundtrack, I should say, because the game isn't new anymore. Um, but the soundtrack to the most recent game is finally available for digital purchase. Uh, it came out in October. I was just going through. I don't remember how I found that. I think it's because somebody finally put it up on YouTube because they've been real bastards about taking it down. And uh, so I looked it up. I looked it up on uh, Google and found out it's on iTunes. I think it's like fifteen bucks. It's a little steep for a soundtrack. For a, yeah. But, yeah, uh, but especially for a digital one. But uh, I'm curious. But, I'm hoping to get the the X Third Revelator. The one that just came out, like not. Long yeah, that's ago. that's the one. I'm t- that's the soundtrack I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, okay, it's not the Revelator soundtrack, but that there's only the you would only be missing, I think, five songs if you bought the soundtrack to uh, the Zerd, not Revelator. <laughs> yeah, they have. So the Revelator many. is the expansion to the one I'm talking about. Yeah, those of you that don't know what we're talking about, go to Wikipedia, type up Guilty Gear. There's like. Seven Guilty Gear threes. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, and I didn't play the last two because I said, "Is Dizzy in it?" No, I ain't touching it. Yeah, Dizzy was recently released for Revelator. Yeah, I, I want not Dizzy. recently anymore. It was more like early this year. But like, is Dizzy in it? Yep. Okay, I'll play. And I know that's a real shit thing to say, but I like Dizzy. No, it's okay. I mean, technically, I laid off till Johnny came back, which uh, he was like the first pick to get into Revelator because everybody was like, hey, where the fuck is Johnny? And they're like, oh, fuck, we fucked up, didn't we? All right, when Revelator comes back, he'll be the first guy in. I don't so, even know if Justice is in it anymore. No, Justice and Cliff... Uh, well, Cliff died in the first one, I mean, which is a really sick fucking joke, by the way, if those of you don't get it. Well, it's just most of the boss characters, I mean, like, Justice was never balanced, so she usually doesn't make it into the games anyway. She's, she, you would, occasionally she would be in a game. Like, you would play X, she wouldn't be in it. You would play X2, she wouldn't be in it. And then, like, and then, like, occasionally you'd pick up some version and then, like, oh, Justice is in this one. Why? Yeah, if you like Guilty Gear, Axing Core 2, Remix HD. And then they, found, they finally, in the most, uh, in the in the final version of the old PS2 era games, they made a, a balanced version of her, where they neutered, they neutered her so that she could be playable, not just kill everybody. She couldn't even dash anymore. <laughs> she had no run. So, uh... She had like an install move, like Soul. So when you turn, when you use that, then she goes into full-on rape mode and just kills everything. Well, good luck uh, getting an instant kill on her. I tried so hard; it never happened. It just, it didn't fucking happen. And those of you that are Chip fans, fuck you, um, because just fuck you. Uh, I, uh, I actually, I hadn't played. I either my, do really good fighting Chip or really bad. It's always back and forth. <laughs> it, I, I hate him. <laughs> my friend plays Chip. Uh, he's always played Chip. And uh, he didn't know. 
he wanted to play the newest one. He didn't even know these new 3D games had come out. And he's like, whoa, I don't even know about this. But we played it. He played Chip again. Uh, I picked Johnny. And since I had had a ton of practice, I mean, I hadn't played in months, but I had had a ton of practice playing against guys that kicked my ass constantly. And he didn't stand a chance. I, I whooped his ass 25 to 1. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, it was sad. One match, he got really mad. And then after that match, it was like, it was like, okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna let that happen ever again. I got, so, I even got a couple instant kills in on him. That was funny. But, uh, yeah, uh. That's always a dick move when you have one hit left to kill him and you hit him with the instant kill anyway. Well, yeah, every time I, d I would, I would occasionally get, do so well, I'd get off a combo, get them dizzy, and I'd always hit off the, get off the instant kill while they're dizzy. And, uh,. But no, there was, um, there's, t there's two new characters to, uh, Zerd, which are, uh, uh, Cum, what a great name, right? <laughs> <laughs> which is a small girl piloting a giant robot that looks like an old man, so basically it's, it's just an old man, a big giant buff old man, uh, you can't, you can't tell there's a, it sounds and looks like a buff old dude. Is that supposed to be Potemkin's replacement? No, Potemkin's still in. Is he really? Yeah. Man, yeah I he haven't just, touched the new one yet until probably the... Yeah, season. he doesn't... He plays and, and... Potemkin, he's in, but he wears like... He wears like a military uniform now. He's still, he's still buff and enormous, but he has like this... Instead of being like Hulk, like nude, <laughs> and just in a pair of pants... You know, he wears like a, a green military uniform and a little mil and a little helmet. But yeah, Potemkin's still in. Has all the same moves and everything. Uh, no, the the new buff old man guy is is more like a. He he looks more like um. Uh, what's his name? I want to say Ryu's master. Or Ryu, rather. Oh, Goken. Yeah. He, except, he, except he's not balding. Uh, yeah, he, he, he looks like that. He doesn't play like that. plays nothing like that. But uh, I, I want to say him and Raven, both of those guys are the two guys I cannot fight against because they have a, they have a fireball move that doesn't travel across the screen. It doesn't travel across the screen. It travels forward, and then it travels back. Travels mid-screen and then travels back to them, and it and it's great at trapping you, and then keeping you close to them so that they you can't do anything and you get stuck in their combo, and it's a real fucking prick to deal with. I never figured out how to deal with it. Yeah, my, I, I get my brother. I get completely destroyed by it. I can deal with any other character in the game except for those two guys. My brother is really good with um, Kai who I can't stand because I'm always soul. And he's really good with Venom. And what pisses me off about Venom is he'll set all the fucking balls in line. He's basically a pool player, for those of you that don't know. He'll set them all up. It's like, well, fuck, I can't get near him. And he'll just fuck with me the whole... Just He'll just fuck with me. Unless I'm dizzy, then I fuck with him. Then it's just a matter of, okay, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him beat on me for a little while, get my rage gauge up, and you're dead. 
But yeah, I, I can't wait to, to play that one if, I, if I'm able to be fortunate enough to get it for Christmas, because then you people probably won't hear from me for a while. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a while. I played the first two, and then that was the last that I had touched it. I've played them all, even Izuka and uh, all the portable games, like all the weird spin-offs. Uh, Puzzle Fighter. I don't think there was a puzzle fight. I don't think so, but, well, it, it was going that route at that point. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's a series that's very dear to my heart. Because uh, I, I picked it up on a whim. When when we still had blockbusters, kids... Yeah, we had to... Uh, I, they call it jailbreaking now, but we had to mod the PlayStation. We actually got the Japanese versions and had to install the Game Shark and use the spring... And load a game, then take the game out, and then put the Japanese version in, and then it would load, and it was all fucked up. That's how I got into Guilty Gear. Was all the imports. I just, I just we went to, I just went to Blockbuster when I was like 14 years old, and rented it. I rented, I rented Guilty Gear X, so it didn't even have half of the characters it has now. I mean, it didn't even have Slayer yet, and it's like, wow, and. uh didn't even have Roman cancels, which is like a staple of the series. And uh, and then I eventually I realized, okay, I need to start getting X2, because they had X2 at, at the same time, and so I stopped renting the first one. Uh, but I was like, wow, this music is fucking baller as fuck. And then and, you uh, realize that every character and every move and everything is all a relation to metal. Yeah. Which is, just blows your mind. There was like Slayer and Testament and Venom and uh, uh, shit. Who am I? Uh, the, uh, Milia Rage was uh, not not uh, Eddie said like that. It's based off Malaya Rage. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chips well, enough from yeah, Chips enough. Based off Chips, uh, yeah. Based off Enough's enough. And uh, a bunch of moves that Test or Testament used to do were named after Metallica. Well, one of Kai's moves is Ride the Lightning, and it says, "Yeah, Jesus his, Christ, his that's main, a direct rip." His main move is Ride the Lightning. Uh, Johnny is a giant. Uh, he's a giant throwback to like Johnny Cash and Johnny Winter, and. Uh, there's a bunch of there's a tons of references to uh, to Queen all over the place. Oh yeah, that, that's the other reason why I I like it so much. <laughs> Doctor Oddball. Yeah. Put the pack over his head. This is a wrestling podcast, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have taken over. Yeah, those of you that don't know, again, it's, a, it's an awesome fighting game. It's basically Blaze Blue before Blaze Blue became popular. Uh, that's yeah, what it was... Uh, is. Yeah, Blaze Blue was the... Like, the spiritual successor, because they, like, temporarily, like, very temporarily lost the license to Guilty Year. Like, I think Sega had it for a moment. And they're like, well, fuck, what do we do? I guess we'll make this. And I didn't like Blaze Blue. I was like, this isn't Guilty Gear. This is Bargain Bin Guilty Gear. I don't want this. Yeah, and it they looks like, the same. Feel. It's like playing Mortal Kombat and then playing a ripoff of Mortal Kombat and going, 
Well, it's not the same. You know, that's exactly what it felt like. I mean, the music's still good, but I just, I, it just wasn't for me. And but they got Guilty Gear back shortly after, and then they started making Guilty Gear games again. So, and they're still making Blaze Blue games too. So it's like, well, eventually I mean, it's going to be Guilty Gear versus Blaze Blue, and that'll be. Yeah, I mean, there's something there for everybody. I mean, because there's there's a ton of Blaze Blue fans. I mean, and did they not fun. come out with another King of Fighters? Yes, like, I have it. Like they've been having like ninth. What is it, the ninetieth fucking tournament? Uh, it's the fourteenth tournament. Oh. Okay. Uh, but well, because there was I King mean, of Fighters, and there was King of Fighters two, and there was King of Fighters three, and then well, there was. But like, actually, um, King of Fighters start. They they were never named one. They were named after the year that they came out in, and the first King of Fighters was named ninety four. So the uh, and that's the, where Andy the, could jump and kick. <laughs> And they stopped naming them after the years they came out in, in 2003. And then they just started naming them after the amount that they had. So, it became... Then it became King of Fighters uh, 12, 13, and 14. Which is really weird. I don't know why they decided to change that around. That's another series I haven't touched in a long fucking time. I'm a, I'm a huge King of Fighters fan as well. Terry or Andy? Uh, Terry. Yeah, I mean, I'm we're not... Gonna, a, I'm we're going to be fighting on this show today. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Bogards, to be honest. I mean, well, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm okay with both, but not, neither one are my favorite. I'm not... I'm To be honest, I like geese more than either one. I hate geese. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... I, I, he, Did I they ever bring Krauser back? Uh, or what? No, I wish they did. Because yeah, I know uh, he was in the second one, like the second or third one, and then he just disappeared. No, I think that replaced him with other people, but... Yeah, I don't he, he has come back in a couple of games, but he's not in the most recent one. Uh, Geese is, but... Uh, and, and there's rumblings that they're going to bring Rubel back, which will make my day, because he's my favorite character. Oh, that guy was hard as fuck. Yeah, I've never, I've never even beaten him in the first game, and I've tried in my adult life, like as in the last five years, <laughs> at least several, several uh, hundred times, I still can't do it. Usually my team, if it's if it's the three of us, it's usually um, Andy, Joe, and my. Usually that's my group. Or if I can't have Joe, I'll use Kim. So you're, you've got like the Fatal Fury team there. Pretty much. <laughs> all, all guys from the Fatal Fury games. Pretty much. It's not my plan. That's just it's what I work with. And, and Terry's all right. I like Terry. It's just sometimes he's just so fucking overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> just of just dodge kick. I'm done. Mm. He's like the Ryu of the fucking game. You know, if you just know how to dodge, you're okay. But if you can't dodge, you're fucked. Anyway, that that should do it for uh, video game. Fuck it. The yeah. Switch. When is the Switch coming out? Sometime in March. When is Breath of Wild coming out? Sometime in like the next eighty years. I think they just delayed it again. 
Did they? I think I haven't heard anything. I think they just delayed it again. I go, are they ever gonna fucking have it come out? I mean, I haven't heard anything, but I mean, I if it was delayed, if it was delayed one time, I wouldn't have even known. I haven't heard of the first delay. I think they're trying to wait for the switch to come out or some bullshit. But well, yeah, I think that was the plan all along, though, wasn't it? I think I heard rumblings that they delayed it a second time. And I go, well, delay it to what? I mean, how much more can you delay it? Quit delaying shit. Everyone kept asking, what do you want for Christmas? I go, the Switch. Well, it's not out yet. No shit. That's what I want. Guess I'll settle for something else. Like, book. Liquor. Yeah. (laughs) So you can just forget until March. (laughs) It's just drink. Drink until March. And it's like, oh, that was fast. And I keep hearing rumblings that they're going to do a Legend of Zelda anime. I don't know if I want to see it. Uh, I don't... Well, there's going to be a whole lot of silence. Yeah, because he doesn't fucking talk. Until, you know... they. I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see if all these rumblings are true. I, I don't think they're going to be. I don't. I don't want to hear that because people are going to bitch about voice actors, and I don't want to. Ha- I'm done. I don't. I hate engaging in that discussion. I don't want to fucking do that because it's just. I don't want to fucking deal with those people. I don't want to fucking do it, man. And I know it's going to happen. I just let's just leave that alone. Let's <laughs> just fucking. This is a fucking video game. It doesn't need a fucking cartoon. It doesn't need a fucking cartoon. You know what? They're video game characters, not fucking cartoon characters. Just let the fuck it. And yeah, I, you know what? Ganondorf is one of my all-time favorite villains. I, I he's my favorite. You know what kind of villain he is? He's a fucking video game villain, not a fucking cartoon villain. I'd like him to stay that way. Fuck it. Fuck it. Why don't we get into the first pay-per-view that took place last Saturday, and that was NXT Takeover Toronto. I'm sorry. Did you did you want to see a cartoon of it? No, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to discourage you. No, it's okay. I just wanted to know if if it was actually going to happen, but I don't know if how they would pull it off because video game lore and TV lore are two different lores, and I don't know if they probably just do something completely unrelated with a guy in a green. Guy in green. The guy in green, yes. Yes. Like and a sword. Yes, like the Power Rangers. NXT takeover <laughs> Which by the way I saw the trailer and I went Oh. He saw the fucking was is there a new one or is it that old one that came out a few months ago? It's the one that I I don't know. We went when we went to see Doctor Strange, they showed the Power Rangers trailer, so whatever trailer was on that one, I went... Did they did they morph, or was it just them, like, going to school? The, no, the school? it was just them going to school and talking about shit, and all of a sudden, the very end is morphing time. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't even show them suit up, right? Or it shows them starting to suit up. I hope to Christ it's not like a 85-minute, you know, talk fest, and the last 10 minutes, you know, they morph, and that's it. I can tell you right now, the movie looks like I mean, I, I showed it to my mom, and she's like, wow, it looks like, you know, kind of cool movie. And it's like, yeah, well, I know it would to you. I mean, it looks like the kind of movie that most people would like. That's the problem. 
I mean, it, it's it looks like an average movie, but that's not what Power Rangers is. Power Rangers isn't supposed to look like, you know, a kind of movie you would just like. Power Rangers is supposed to be cheesy and stupid and retarded and, and, and just over-the-top, you know, stupid 90s heavy metal and, like... It's, it's supposed to be like, wham, pow, and like, you know, and the, the trailer didn't have any of that. It was very, very like, I don't know, edgy and, and dark and gritty, and it I'm was not like... I'm sure it was edgy and dark. I think it was more, like, I've seen the setup before, and I've seen the kind of... There was, no, there was no fucking levity whatsoever. Not really, no. I mean, I'm still probably going to check it out, but it was more... I mean, what did I expect? Did I expect to see, you know, the, the Green Ranger come back and go, fuck this shit? You know, because that would have blew my fucking mind if um, it, Power Rangers was rated R. That would blow my mind, but, you know... But well, the thing was is that it seemed PG-13. That's, that's what it felt like. It felt like it wasn't aimed at kids and I think that was the idea and the thing is is that Power Rangers has always been a kids show that's what's made it funny and good is because it's it's somehow managed to be good as a kids show you know it's 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 over the top wackiness it still managed to be action and kung fu and it's just it it's like it's like you know 1960s Batman but way less gay and and like Way less, with better costumes somehow. Not not super better, because <laughs> the costumes are a little better, and and like cooler music and special effects. You know, it's it's just it's it's a I don't know. It's just it's supposed to be a little bit. I mean, Power Rangers does have its serious moments, but it's supposed to be very. Um, uh, what's I used a word a minute ago and I forgot what it was. Levity. Fuck. Yeah, it's supposed to be a lot of levity. <laughs> it, sh- it shouldn't be too heavy, and it seemed like I mean, like all these kids were going to like, like I guess it was detention or something like the, and, and it was had all these bad kids too. Like they were making fun of them and like, and then and uh, I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way. It wasn't bad. It didn't look like a bad movie. It was just. This this doesn't this doesn't seem like Power Rangers, man. I don't know what this is. It seemed like it seemed like a current day take on Power Rangers, and I guess that's what they're going for. I would say, uh, while I don't like it, it is genius. And Haim Saban is a man who knows how to make money. He knows exactly what he's doing. He is making something that will make him so much money he could buy heaven and the earth and the moon. All I, will, all I will say is I saw that trailer and I went, well, it's something versus the Dragon Ball trailer where I walked out punching children. And then I got my ex drag me to see that movie and I was pissed for a month. Yeah, it definitely doesn't look as bad as that. Like I, I was legitimately sick to my stomach. I was like, no, they didn't get any fucking thing right. Like nothing about the whole movie was fucking right. Not even even the names are the only things that got right. Everything else was just fucking wrong. And I saw the Power Rangers trailer, and I go, "Well, yeah, no, I mean, it so, was." I'm not mad. It, I'm not looking at it going, "Well, they're gonna fuck this up." I'm looking at it going, "Well, this could be something." Yeah, I wasn't mad. It was just 
it looks it, it's not the Power Rangers. I know. I'm an old man. And uh and but I mean like I said, Haim Saban, creator of Power Rangers, he is a fucking uh, okay, let's let's get this right. He is he is a Jew. He is a genius. <laughs> he is a genius Jew. I mean, if you know anything about this man, he is a man that is like that like people literally credit him <laughs> this I have heard this before that he is a genius too that's like a nickname right like he he can just make money materialize I mean he made the fucking Power Rangers <laughs> I mean he took a Japanese show and made it into this fucking juggernaut right and like now he's doing this and like he's going to get a new audience like the current he's gonna get like he's gonna get well for one he's gonna get parents because they're like, hey, look at this cool shit. Uh, so it used to be that Power Ranger shit our kids used to watch. Looks kind of nifty. And then he's going to get the new generation of kids. Because they're like, wow, look, this is superheroes. And then he's going to get like current day millennials. Because they're like, whoa, look at these cool. These are like cool Power Rangers. And then he's going to get us who watch Power Rangers. Because, you know, we're, we're in it for the nostalgia. So he's going to get every fucking audience. Because he's a genius. And he knows how to make money. And, like, so as much as I don't agree with the direction, he he is go he's he has a recipe for success. At least I think so. It could bomb. I don't know. But I think he's going to make so much money that he could make, like, a million more movies. And he, he just, he's going to have so much money that he's just going to fund Power Rangers for forever. Power Rangers will never die. He's been doing this for over 20 years. Again, there's been so many incarnations of Power Rangers. It's, it's just. Fun. Yeah, and this is this is running alongside the normal Power Rangers, so it's not like it's hurting anything. And anyway, you know, I have just found out not long ago that the original Black Ranger only had nine fingers. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Holy shit! Like just yeah, like a that. month or two ago, I'm like, really? He had nine fingers? The fuck? <laughs> then how come they gave him? You know, a pair of gloves with ten fingers. That's just bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you never saw that one thing flap over. Um, but yeah, that's fucked up. You guys really want to see something that's fucked up? Go on to, like, Cracked or even Google and type in uh, Power Rangers lore and fucked up shit. Like, half of them are fucked up. Like, the Black Power Ranger has one less finger, and one of them was gay, and another one went on, like, a suicidal, like, fucking manhunt, and another one, like, blew up children, and the, the original owner, the you know, Fat Eddie of the Angel Grove fucking place, he died, and Trini got in a car accident. Like, it's not hap not a good time. Like, Tommy's the only one that actually went anywhere and did stuff. Everybody else is either dead or an alcoholic. Uh, the original Red Ranger... Is a is a pretty good guy. It's funny yeah, because, yeah, um, he didn't he didn't like do anything like. I mean, well, I mean, he became like a, a field medic, and so he saved lives. That was pretty cool. Um, he doesn't look like he's in good shape physically. I mean, he's in. I mean, okay, he's he's not in bad shape. He just looks a little. He looks like he put on a couple pounds, but. Uh, uh, but he kind of, he kind of looks like a slob. But yeah, I mean he's he's a good guy. He's a nice dude. I find it funny though that him and Jason David Frank, um, 
they they don't see eye to eye whatsoever, and it's entirely because Jason David Frank just doesn't like him at all. <laughs> they they shook hands and did all this stuff on the show, and the whole time Jason David Frank couldn't fucking stand him. Oh man, and, and you know I'd like for the for him to to you know eventually get along with him just for some cool reunion. And, but that's I don't see it happening. Well, I know they used to tease um, Billy because he was gay. You know, I, I keep hearing that, but from what I understand, um, there's actually nothing to substantiate that. And David Yost, who is Billy, is totally cool with the both of them to this day. Like you see that you see them hanging out all the time, like constantly on Facebook. Uh, they're always they're always talking to each other, and they're always in pictures together at, at cons. And I mean, for the longest time, it seemed like there was bad blood, but there doesn't seem to be any. And when he left the show, um, everybody said David Yost was just kind of he was older than the rest of the cast. And um, Jason David Frank and some of the other cast were like teenagers at the time, and so that and plus he's a practice. David, Jason David Frank was a practical joker, and he played pranks on everyone. And uh, they say David Yost didn't take jokes well. So, um, yeah, that I, mean, I could see how that could get misconstrued. But I mean, like I like I've said, I've never I've never heard anything get substantiated. He's never said anything. And. Uh, but yeah, they said he was kind of like a Hollywood... Like, he, he saw himself as like a big-timer. And he thought he had like some kind of... He, he, he took himself real seriously while while some of the other guys had more fun. And that's that's one side of the story. The other side is that, well, he was gay and people picked on him. But I've... Ne- I, you know, that's, that's just what I've heard. And nobody ever fucking substantiates anything. Like, I never fucking... You just... You hear this... But then I never get to see any proof of it. And, like, um, in the meantime, they're all buddies now. So it's like, well, what the fuck? I mean, they're all good friends. Like, they all hang out. They're, it's like, well, shit, it must have not been too bad if they're, like, best friends. What the hell? Because if, I mean, usually when gay people get picked on for being gay so much that they... Well, okay, he didn't leave the show for it. Eventually, he quit over money, like most of the guys on Power Rangers do. And he stuck around the show a long time. I think he, I think he was the second longest, only to Tommy. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, I know Austin came back for a little while, and then he he left. Yeah, he came back as the Gold Ranger. That was that was weird. Uh, so it was always about money on that show. Everybody, because uh, Saban is a man about the money. He's gonna make that money. Um, if you don't, if you don't want to go, if you don't want, if 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 you don't want to go by his rules and make uh, you know this much money, then your your ass is fucking getting on a bus and you're never coming back. We're gonna write you. We're gonna write you off the show. Hey, you know what? You're going to a peace conference, and because <laughs> that's what they said about those the first three Rangers. Uh, we were going to a peace conference uh, in uh, Australia, and they never came back. Well, here's uh, the fucked up thing, and, and this might be something that I'm just looking way too much into. They went on a bus to a peace conference. Well, we know one of it was, a, it was them, a plane. One I of think. them in real life died in a car accident. 
Austin at least came back as the Gold Ranger. Whatever happened to the black one? Yeah, you know, it's what's Whatever funny. Happened to Zach? <laughs> he could have come back too because he's actually he actually goes to cons and he's like, "Hey guys, what's up? Remember me?" And it's like, yeah, he was actually one of the cooler original Rangers, and and uh, so I don't know why he never never he decided he, it's probably a money thing. You know, a lot of these guys demand certain amounts of money to be on the show. I think the reason. Frank always comes back is because he demands very little because he's he's in pretty good. Well, okay, for one, I think he's like the ambassador for Power Rangers. Like, uh, he he's like a permanent worker for that company, and uh, they pay him what what he wants. But he also doesn't need very much money from them. He said, like, look, I I don't I don't give a shit about the money because he fucking loves doing this shit. He's, it's one of those things where he thinks he's like a superhero. So, he, 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 he always shows up when they ask him to. Everybody else is like, hey, look, this was fun, but um, where's where's the dough? Right. And uh, and since this is a kid's show, and it's, it's cheap, This has you know, been going on for 23 years, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> so you're aware. <laughs> and since this is a cheap kid show, you know, nobody wants to really pay them a whole lot of money to be on this cheap kid show, and they always expect some good money. And we don't have exact numbers here, so we have no idea, but I'm imagining, you know, I don't know, oh, over four figures, <laughs> at least, <laughs> at least. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that they're demanding over that, but... Uh, yeah, I, um, cause, yeah, it would just be, but, that's, they don't want to, they don't want to pay him anything more than that. They're like, look, this show is fucking Power Rangers, we're not paying you anything more than this much to come on, and if you don't want it, then we will just have a guy come back in a helmet and say it's you. Pretty much. <laughs> and, and they have done it. They had a big reunion in, in two seasons ago, and of every ranger that had ever been on the show, and uh, I think five guys took their helmets off, and those were the only five that were willing to come back. They were from, like, multiple different seasons. Uh, they only had one of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was Tommy. He took his helmet off. They had uh, a guy from Samurai. He took his helmet off. They had one from Space, I think. I don't know. I didn't. I I don't know exactly all of them, but out of like, there were over a hundred guys there. Five of them took their helmets off. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, that was a lot of people. They could they couldn't get a hold of or weren't or were like, we want more money than that. So it's like, well, it's okay. We'll just we'll add somebody's voice. Uh, we'll have them take their helmet off. No problem. The show will go on without you, folks. Speaking of show going on, uh, we are fifty-three minutes into. <laughs> yeah, we were we we tried to get back on track. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're, let's get into NXT Takeover. By the way, I tried to watch this, but I had a friend come over and and and, and he was drinking, and and then the women's match came on, and, uh, and that stopped him. Yeah, that stopped everything. <laughs> we, we, we we couldn't stop talking about. Well, he couldn't stop talking about how uh, how he wanted to fuck them, 
and I was like, okay, this is this this NXT is not getting watched tonight, so I haven't watched it yet. Well, we'll just go through it quickly then. Uh, it oh, yeah, I, you can, you, I know what happened. So. Oh, yeah. We have uh, the opening contest being Bobby Roode versus Ty Dillinger. Bobby Roode is just fucking amazing. He reminds me of Edge meets Ric Flair. Um, That's a really cool combination. Yeah, it's... If those two had a love child, it would be Bobby Roode. And the sick thing is, is he actually, Bobby Roode uh, was wrestling before, I believe, before Edge. So... I have a question. Um, I watched his first actual match at the first takeover that he wrestled. Um, he didn't do a lot in that match, and so I was kind of disappointed. I loved his entrance, but he was working a very heelish style where it didn't require him to do much. Is he still doing that? Because I want to see him wrestle. He did wrestle. He was going up against Ty Dillinger, who worked his ass off in this match. I think the problem was they were in Toronto. And they're both Canadian, so they were both they were both of them were getting cheered. I think part of the problem with NXT, and it's not necessarily a problem, but everyone is over. It's like the reverse Attitude Era. Instead of getting chairs and stairs and tits and ass, you get wrestling and everybody's over. So it kind of killed the match slightly because Rude would do something heelish and. Half of them were cheering, the other half were booing, and it's like, ah, fuck. Uh, but Rude gets the win. I thought the match was awesome, and I says, well, let's see any other match top that one. The Authors of Pain go up against TM61. Ah, okay. The Authors of Pain get the win. I, other than their size, there's nothing special about them. I can't believe I'm saying that the Ascension look better than they do, but at least with the Ascension, they look different. These two, they kind of look the same. DIY going up against the Revival, two out of three tag team championship Yeah, I match. Caught, this is where I came in. I caught the end of this match. It looked like it had been pretty good. Yeah, this was by far the match of the night. I don't care if you are sucking on the dick of Jesus. I don't care. This was the match of the night. This match was absolutely fucking awesome. The Revival need to get called up to Raw and beat the New Day like a year ago. Like, they are so fucking ready for... I, Christ, fucking call them up, please, because I'm sick of the New Day. Um, we'll get to them when we get to Raw. Uh, that was match of the night. Asuka going up against Mickey James... I'm going to say this, it was a little underwhelming. I expected, I guess, a little bit more from Mickey. Now, I know she's older, but she didn't take to the ropes that much, and there wasn't a lot of high-risk wrestling that we're used to. It was more mat-based. The match was fine. It was just a little underwhelming, I think, after the tag match. They kind of got thrown a bone on that one. It was like, well, just go wrestle. Asuka gets the win, and right before, right after the match, Mickey goes to shake her hand, and Asuka's all "fuck you," and then leaves. So, is Asuka? What is Asuka? Is she supposed to be a heel or a face, or is she just supposed to be Asuka? She's Asuka. That's all. She yeah, is. that's that sounds right. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. And we get the main event, which is Samoa Joe versus Nakamura, who comes out with a cavalcade of people on the violin. Yeah, I heard about that. I wasn't sure what they were talking about. I assumed it had something to do with uh, 
Nakamura. Weren't they, they? They weren't actually playing, though, right? Yeah, they were. Oh, they were. They, I heard they were. Oh no! Was the, was the crowd doing it too? Yeah, the, everyone was getting involved. So but, okay, but they were That's actually cool. playing, and then they were singing him not sing, but you know playing him down. But they had the music in the background, so it was the people singing, the people on the violins, and the music in the background. So it was like fuck. This match pissed me off, and the reason why this match pissed me off is because Samoa Joe beats Nakamura. Now, I'm a huge Nakamura fan, and I knew it wasn't going to last forever, but I figured they would have given him a longer title reign. Um, Maybe they want him up at the top already. Possibly. I mean, because usually when somebody loses the NXT title, it means they're coming up. Usually that is, but Joe is the first time, the first person to win the NXT title twice, so he's got that accoutrement. I don't know what they're going to do with Nakamura now, um, because he does have a rematch at the next TakeOver, which will be right before the Rumble, I think, but still, wouldn't it be awesome if Nakamura was in the Rumble? Anyway, yeah, the match pissed me off for the right reasons, because I wanted Nakamura to win, and Joe hits him with a low blow on the floor, because the referee is a fucking idiot. Muscle Buster, one, two, three, and I'm all, Fuck. I can't have nothing nice. That was NXT. Overall, not a bad show. I will give it... I'll be generous. I'll give it 3 out of 5. Usually I'm 4 out of 5, but I think the first tag match suffered because there was nothing special about it, and I think the women's match wasn't as good as I was hoping it was going to be. But still, overall, 3.5 out of 5. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And from what you saw, um, your thoughts? Uh, well, I didn't see anything really. Okay. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I saw uh, people on a screen doing something, and and I was trying to watch, but I was trying to uh, talk to my friend, and then eventually we just went outside, <laughs> so I didn't get to see much. Well. I know one show you did definitely did watch because Survivor Series. We had two preliminary matches, which is T.J. Perkins, Rich Swan, and Noam Dar defeating Drew Gulak, Tony Nese, and Ariana Davari. It was all right. Um, can we do something other than tag matches, though? Like a Fatal Four Way or a Triple Threat or something? Because tag matches are getting a little old. Most fucking vanilla midgets don't deserve anything better. Fucking cruiser, where's Kevin Nash? <laughs> I was gonna say, you sound like Kevin Nash. And the second pre show match was Kane defeating Luke Harper in a match that made no sense to me. Uh, but whatever. The show opens up with Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Fox, and Jax against Natalia, Carmella, Bliss, Naomi, and Becky Lynch. Wait a minute, Natalia, why isn't. Why isn't uh, Nikki in there? Because Nikki Bella got attacked backstage and was holding her neck. The truth is, she went down on Cena and hurt her fucking neck. So both of them cannot be on the fucking show. So fuck Nikki Bella. Get the fuck off my show. Team Raw ends up getting the win regardless. Um, Becky Lynch is definitely not a closer. Uh, She's usually the last one to lose. And then after the match, Charlotte beats the shit out of uh, Bailey and teabags her. I thought it was a fun match to start us off with. I had fun with this match. But I am going to say this. I don't know if it's Fox or if it's Carmella. The two of them in the ring together suck. 
well, I'm going to say it's not uh, Alicia Fox because I, I forget that she exists, but whenever I see her wrestle, I'm like, huh, she's not bad. Yeah. It, it was, she can actually do, like, a suplex with a bridge, which is more than I could say for a lot of women. Right. Um, fucking uh, Car- Carmella, though, is a fucking... Oh, God, I can't stand her. She looks like a fucking horse. But that's not her problem. <laughs> that's not her problem. The only thing she can do is moonwalk. That is her sole talent. She cannot fucking wrestle. I don't know if she could wrestle in NXT, but if she could, she left her wrestling in NXT. Yeah, it, that's one of those things that has bugged me a lot about Carmella is... I don't know what happened from the transition, but she just hasn't been that great. And I think the one thing that really bugged me, I really wanted to see Alexa Bliss shine in this match, and it didn't happen. She just got jobbed. <laughs> well, you know, no, you know what happened here? Some more WCW... Uh, shit to to that I can that I can throw out and say this was a fucking WCW night. Don't get me wrong, I, I enjoyed Survivor Series. Uh, I thought it was a great thing. But if I wanted to be a fucking downer and say this was a fucking awful WCW, you know, ninety nine two thousand fucking event, I could say I could say they made Nia Jax fucking tap out. Your fucking monster of death woman here, fucking tap out. Come on. That was is, a little bullshit. Yes, it was. Let's make let's make our badass chick, who so far has looked pretty good on the main roster. She hasn't done anything dumb till tonight. Now she's tapped out. Great. Whatever. <laughs> and I think, I think she tapped out to who made her tap? Was it? I believe it was. It I, was I Lynch. Say Becky, yeah, it was Becky Lynch because it was the disarmor. So you know what's funny is I guess tapping out to the champion is not that bad because they're the champion, they're the OG. But you, you f- I figured they were going to eliminate Nia via countout or something. But no, tap out. And that's when I went, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's just one of those ah, oh, fuck moments. Like, you know, it was a great night. Great. I was, that was a great pay-per-view. It was a fun, okay, not great. It was a good, it's a really good pay-per-view with some great moments and then some stupid ones. Where you're just like, huh. Well, I don't know about that. This pay-per-view was a lot like jacking off to really good porn until it gets stupid, and then you blow your wad, and you're like, oh, fuck. And then, and that's, you're, yeah, and then, you, and then you just, and yeah, you're done, and you're looking at the porn, and you're like, why was I jacking off to this? What the fuck? But then you get the surprise ending, and you go, oh, I'll come back to the... Um, <laughs> in the one match that I wish was better, the Miz... Versus Sami Zayn and beats him. Now, I don't know why in the fuck they just didn't have Ziggler versus Zayn because that match would have been fucking awesome. This match was okay. It was slightly underwhelming. Um, and they, I th- wanted, they wanted to make Miz look like a big shot heel because they're high as fuck on Miz. They are. I'm telling you, they are pushing Miz to the moon as the heel of SmackDown, and I kind of like it. I like and Miz I guess, too. I guess they just don't. They didn't want to have face versus face and and have Ziggler beat Sammy. I think that's the only reason they did it. And I think I honestly think somehow Ziggler's going to get that damn title back now. <laughs> I think they took it off him just so that Miz could fucking defend it against Sammy. I mean, that's just a 
bold prediction, I guess. But I think fucking Ziggler's going to get it back on uh, on SmackDown this week. I, I think they said he has a title match or something. Didn't they on last SmackDown? I think. Um, I, think. I just know James Ellsworth is God now, and that kind of bugs me. Uh, team Raw versus Team SmackDown. And it's the tag team version, so I'm going to re- name all these fucking things off. The New Day, Sheamus and Cesaro, Enzo Amore and Big Kaz, The Shining Stars, who actually did really good in this match. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, that did even better in this match. Going up against Heath Slater and Rhino, The High Brothers, American Alpha, Breezango, who sucked, and The Usos. Now, Breezango got eliminated right off the bat. You can't you can't tell me Breezango don't have the greatest outfits of all time, though. The fucking fashion police. Holy shit. That is gay as hell. And hilarious. And they were handing out tickets to everybody. Even the yeah, they were like, numbers. fuck you, you look like shit. <laughs> they were like, everybody's dressed like shit tonight but us. Uh, Breezango got eliminated right off the bat, but then something that... New, I, New I, Day are laughing their ass off, and then what happens? They get eliminated, just boom, and I go, oh... And, and, yeah, something happens that you never thought would happen. You go, fuck yeah, Usos. And the Usos are like, they're straight up fug on them. They're like, they kick them in the face, and, and the Usos just taunt them. They're like, they just do this little thing with their arm like, yeah, bitch, what? <laughs> they just, and they're dressed like thugs now, you know, they're all ghetto, and they're just like, yeah, we just fucking eliminated the fucking New Day like it was nothing. Who cares? Fucking piss on y'all. And it was just like, hell yeah, Usos. And I don't even care about the Usos, but that was the coolest fucking thing. It was just like, we just eliminated the tag team champions in like two seconds. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. And I still like the New Day, but that was so fucking great. That was a great. That was a great moment. Just everybody involved <laughs> there was that was fucking great. Um, the, the match continues, and it turns out that Sheamus and Cesaro get the win for Team Raw against the Usos. And it was an alright tag clusterfuck. I thought it was enjoyable for what it was, and I'm still not over the... I can't get over the hype, brothers. American Alpha Sally didn't do too much, and Slater and Rhino didn't really do a whole lot either. Well, they, they did at first... Um, cause, cause Slater was doing, putting in the work, and then it started to look like, you know, he was, he was having a Shawn Michaels moment, and then he finally tagged in Rhino, and Rhino started putting in the work, and then eventually they get eliminated, but, uh, and it came down to Sheamus and Cesaro just kicking ass and taking names and winning, and once this match was over, I knew exactly which way this pay-per-view was gonna swing. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, we were like, okay, we know who's, we know who's taking home Taking home the big win. <laughs> but unsuspected winners, though, um, when we get to that one. Brian Kendrick goes up against Callisto in a decent cruiserweight match, but it gets ruined by, of all people, uh, oh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, that dude with the hair. Baron Corbin, there we go. Baron Corbin interrupts the match, and Kendrick's all, fuck it, I win. That dude with the hair. Yeah. Baron okay. Corbin. <laughs> it was a fun match um, until it got ruined by Corbin because I was trying to figure out well, where is this going because there's no way they're going to have Callisto win but it would make sense if Callisto won because then all the cruiserweights go to Smackdown 
So it's a win-win, but Corbin fucked it up. Okay. I love I loved his fucking reply to Daniel Bryan when Daniel Bryan said, "You didn't just cost him a championship; you cost us the entire cruiserweight division." What's wrong with you? And it says, "Look, Callisto is a little pissed." And and you know what? I don't want a bunch of other little pests running around SmackDown. It's like, dude, this guy, <laughs> he is a great heel. He's I mean, not only does he play up being bigger than them, but just <laughs> he. I don't know why they didn't play up being an anti-smark sooner. I mean, that's a perfect kind of heel for this kind of generation in wrestling. I mean, we've got indie guys and smaller guys that people love nowadays. Why don't we have a big... Why don't we have a taller guy that's not awful in the ring play a character that's against indie internet favorite small guys? It's, it's genius. And Baron Corbin is that guy. And, and if it's not Baron Corbin, just give it to another big guy. Shit, it's... I mean, why why the fuck don't you push this guy? I know you you were for Baron Corbin. Right? No, I like Baron Corbin. Um, again, there's something about him that there's something there, but I don't think... I don't think he's hit that mark yet, but if this is the route they're going where he's the anti-smark, I'm for, down for that. I'm totally down for that. In fact, it should be the fucking cruiserweight division versus Corbin, and he should just kill them all. <clears throat> I know a lot of people that would make mad, and that's why it would work. Exactly. So there we get the one match that was definitely a match. It was 52 minutes and 50 seconds. This was like the longest match in the history of wrestling matches. It was Team SmackDown, AJ, Ambrose, Orton, Shane, and Wyatt with James Ellsworth. Versus Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Braun Strowman. Now, what pissed me off is Braun Strowman got eliminated by Ellsworth, who grabbed him by the leg. Well, so much for kayfabe. Um, But the match itself was everywhere. I mean, the match just went fucking everywhere. Everything that could have happened or should have happened within the confines of of a match happened. There's one spot yeah. we are going to talk about, and that's Shane McMahon dying in the ring. He goes for coast-to-coast. Roman Reigns hits him with a spear, and Shane McMahon dies. Uh, they uh, Well, before I get to that, I just want to say, I want to elaborate on your point that this match went everywhere. It really did. I mean, we're not just talking, like, as in physically everywhere, as in they brawled everywhere or whatever. We're talking story-wise. It hit on every point it needed to hit on. Like... All the characters and everything that they, you know, stood for and every plot point and just... And plus all the moves, it was just a very good match. Everything got hit on. Every, everybody got hit on. Everything happened that needed to happen. The right people won. It was very. It was a very good match. I mean, it wasn't like some amazing... It wasn't like the most amazing wrestling match. Not that it was a bad one, but it was just a good match that just hit all the right hit all the right points, and you're like, fuck yeah, it was fucking fun, and, uh, and yeah, Shane, uh, um, Shane and, Shane did the coast to coast, and Roman did a spear from a sitting position, he jumped off of the ground into, there were two spears tonight, yes, there Uh, were, well, okay, there were actually three, but, um, I'll just say, this was the spear, this was a hell of a spear. This is probably one of the best I've ever seen out of Roman, and the best one of the night. 
this spear killed Shane McMahon, or at least damn near looked like it did, and, and we were afraid for his health for a while there. It actually almost killed Roman, too, because uh, from the look of it, they were both knocked on their ass by this move. But Roman, being that he's younger and more conditioned for this kind of shit, was able to uh, get his get his shit back together sooner and get back in the match, while Shane was knocked the fuck out. I mean, he was just... His eyes were glazed over. Um, they thought he kicked out when he wasn't even trying to kick out. He was just, like, making movements. He was he was just rolling around. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 he didn't kick out. And the, Meanwhile, the camera's focus is on people over here, and you just see Shane getting pulled out of the ring in the background by medics. We're like... Oh, shit. <laughs> that spear fucking cut Shane in half. And he was fine. He just, um, he had a little scrape on his head. I guess they, I, I believe what happened was during the move, their heads actually connected. So their skulls, uh, they, they took, they took a, what do they call it? They call it a, uh, 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 I guess you could say it a shiner or a, or a, uh, there's another word. Doesn't matter. Anyway, they bumped they bumped heads in the middle of that spear, and uh, Shane Shane took it pretty hard. Oh yeah. We even had a shield reunion in there where AJ Styles gets fucked over by Dean Ambrose and Seth and Roman. Yeah, that was that was cool. We I didn't know what was going on there. D- Dean could not get along with AJ Styles. Absolutely could not get along. Got himself eliminated. or so, No, he didn't get himself eliminated, but he got eliminated. Decided to come back out, join the S.H.I.E.L.D., which or two, two, two of the S.H.I.E.L.D., who were on the other team, because well, he wanted to attack AJ Styles, who was on his team, and all the refs, there were like a million refs out there, like four million refs, trying to throw him out. And the other side, the S.H.I.E.L.D., were like, hey, fuck off, that's our buddy. And so they, and they're like, yeah, fuck off. And then they said, hey, let's powerbomb this asshole for good old times. And, and then they did. They're like, fuck yeah, shield reunion. And then, and then Dean leaves. And it was like, cool, we got a shield reunion. <laughs> was not expecting that in this match. So yeah. Kevin Owens ended up. <clears throat> Kevin Owens ended up getting himself disqualified by using the list, so he didn't. We got a we got a good raw moment out of that. We got, definitely got a good raw moment out of that. Jericho get eliminated soon thereafter. Uh, Seth ended up getting eliminated by an RKO because he jumped from the rope, and I go, "Well, I know where this is going." RKO. Oh shit! Yeah. When will people learn <laughs> that you don't jump off the top rope at Randy Orton? Or anywhere where Randy Orton could be. Like, if Orton's in the arena, don't leave the ground. I mean, yeah, you remember that time? Okay, it's like, you know what? Seth Rollins should know better than anyone on the fucking planet not to leave the ground when Randy is around. I mean, he jumped off of Randy Orton's neck. He tried, you remember, he tried to give him the fucking, the... The fucking curb stomp, and Randy Orton turned it into an RKO. He threw his ass in the air with his neck and turned it into an RKO. But yeah, if you're on the top turnbuckle and Randy Orton is in the ring, you're getting RKO'd. That's that's happening. Yeah. 
There's that's there's one hundred percent chance. Ain't nothing less than one hundred percent. You're getting RKO'd. Critical damage. So then we get to the final part where it's Roman Reigns versus Bray and Randy. And I said, Oh God, Raw's gonna win. This is gonna be a clean fucking sweep. I was because yeah. I don't trust Orton. I don't trust well, Orton, and I know Bray Wyatt doesn't trust Orton, or maybe he does trust Orton. I didn't trust Orton, and then something happened. Orton took the spear, and then um, Wyatt hits Sister Abigail, and Team SmackDown wins. And I went the fuck. Yeah, there were two things going into this. I was lying already because I was like, "It's okay." I mean, obviously, it's it's fucking. Roman Reigns, so he's going to be the sole survivor, right? I mean, it's fucking Roman Reigns. It's fucking Roman Reigns. He is John Cena 2.0. Surely he's going to be the sole survivor. Now, I wasn't hoping for this. In fact, I was thinking it was more like a 75% chance instead of a 100%. But just, I was already doing this in the chat room to my friends, because they always do that. They always do the OWA, they type it out whenever he's going to win, or has already won. So I was typing it out, like, over and over and over. And, um long before the match had ended. And then this funny thing happened. Randy Orton took a spear for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was about to get speared. Randy Orton jumps in front of it. And it's like, whoa, Randy! Fucking cool. Oh, by the way, Luke Harper had come out. Yeah, you should did. probably mention that. Luke Harper came out to even up the odds and kept fucking around with with, uh, with uh, uh, Roman. And, uh, yeah, Randy took the spear, and Bray's like, all right, let's do this. Goes over there, gives uh, one hell of a quick sister Abigail, pins his ass, and uh, Bray Wyatt hears a sound he hasn't probably heard in, like, three and a half years. He hears his his music after uh, uh, a match, after a victory. <laughs> He's like, oh, what the hell's that? Did I just win? Did I just win a match? Did I win a big match? Holy shit! I just won a Survivor Series match. What in the fuck is going on? <laughs> Jesus Christ, it must be... What day is it? Am I drunk? What am I? Who is this? Yeah, he, he, he probably thought he was dreaming. And, uh, and then we get to see this cool image of uh, Luke Harper... Randy Orton and uh, Bray posing, and they're all calling them. That's one hell of a trio there. I still don't completely trust Randy. I'm never going to. Are you kidding me? Um, I don't think. I know Luke Harper probably doesn't trust him. Luke Harper always has those eyes on him, like I don't trust that motherfucker. And uh, he looks Bray, like and says that. <laughs> I don't trust you, motherfucker. (laughs) I see you over there, me. I don't trust you. I see you trying to come through the mirror and grab me. Now, uh... And Bray, I never know what to think with Bray. He He could be fully trusting him, or he could be just pretending to trust him so that he could get him for later. I, you know, I don't know what they're doing with wrestling. It's fucking wrestling. You never know. Uh, <laughs> you never know. What, it's, it's fucking wrestling. It's fucking pro wrestling. It's the dumbest form of art in the world. If you turn off your brain, you'll enjoy it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was cool. I mean, the Wyatt family 
the, as they're calling him, the new Wyatt family. Uh, just one Survivor Series, the Survivor Series match for Team SmackDown. And it was like, it was cool. It was like, sweet, great, good night so far. And uh, it was uh, it was cool. I, that was, it, was, it was a good match, very good match. And the Wyatt family took the victory. Which is something that no one saw coming. No, especially over Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, which was like a, a, a cooperating face Seth Rollins with with um, possibly still face of the company Roman Reigns, who is still very very powerful, still being pushed as a hell of a guy. Roman Reigns, it's like, come on, who thought they were going to get beat? And the, yeah, they got beaten. It's like, wow. Well, that's why I thought Raw was going to win because I go. I, I like the talent on SmackDown, but Seth McMahon is all, if you don't win, you're going to lose your fucking jobs. Well, hey, well, that's yeah, why I said it makes no sense for Raw to lose, but then Raw lost, and I go, oh, fuck, they're all fired. Well, okay, see, uh, the, the most that was going to happen was they were going to get slapped in the face. The, but and, and they didn't even get that. I'm surprised. Sure, I thought for sure they were just going to line them up and each get a slap in the face. Just like, uh, one big slap, one giant slap across all uh, six faces at once. And, uh, and But no, you remember Undertaker was like, hey, look, I'm going to get your soul. So <laughs> I mean, in kayfabe terms, it's better to lose your job than to fuck with The Undertaker. Yeah, so they had they had to they had to contend with Undertaker, and Undertaker was like, "Hey, you better fucking win this match, because goddamn it, I'm gonna be mad." Yeah, because WrestleMania doesn't define me anymore. Grr. So then we get to the match, the one that they have been building for the last. By the way, uh, pause for one second. I just heard something crash in my house. I need to go check what it is. We are pausing. So we get to the match of the evening, one that they have been promoting for the last four weeks, and I have never seen such a dichotomy in an argument here. Brock Lesnar comes out, people are booing. Okay, that's that's a little different. There are some Especially because he's a Canadian citizen now. Yeah, they're booing him though, but okay, that's, that's, that's good. Goldberg comes out, they're cheering him. Okay, that's the opposite of what happened on Raw, but... Okay, especially because he ended Bret Hart's career. Yeah, it's Seth Rollins. Very strange, actually. It's Seth Rollins' fault. Um, so here we go: Goldberg versus Brock, and it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Brock pushes him in the corner. Spear, spear, jackhammer. One, two, three. Now, me and my wife both said the exact same thing at the exact same time at the exact same moment. Holy shit! Brock Lesnar just got dick slapped by Goldberg and got defeated in 85 seconds. Was that really 85 seconds? I said 15. It seemed so short. It was uh, it was 85 seconds. I have it on stopwatch. Um, so Goldberg wins, crushes Brock, and at first I was kind of. Slightly angry. I was slightly angry, but I went, wait a minute. No, this is exactly what I wanted. I hate Brock Lesnar so much that him jobbing in 85 seconds is just a cherry on top of the cake. And the crowd were cheering it. And never in my life have I seen so many people be on both sides of the fence 
It was stupid. It was great. It was dumb. It was awesome. Kayfabe is dead. Fuck Kayfabe. Um, it's pro wrestling. It's comic book. It's it's bullshit. It's awesome. Oh my god. Me personally, I loved every second of this. Why? Because I am, and I've said this a thousand times. I'm done with Brock. I've never cared for Brock. I, I, I don't like the guy. What match was he going to give us with Goldberg? Suplex, 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 push. Suplex, 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 push. Suplex, suplex, spear. One, two, three. That's the match we would have gotten. And we've seen that enough with Brock Lesnar to where I'm done with Suplex City. I, 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 I'm done. I'm so bored with Brock Lesnar that... And I think what really put the nail in the head for me was his match with Orton. Because Orton didn't do shit in that match with Lesnar. I think Goldberg just, just, just destroying him, just fucking destroying him, made people go, oh, God. And I loved every second of it. I loved it. it I thought it was fucking awesome. Now, when it comes to kayfabe, does this kill kayfabe? Well, yes and no. Looking at it like this, there are people who have said this totally buries the streak. No, it doesn't, and I'll tell you why it doesn't bury the streak, because Taker chose Brock to beat him for the streak. So, if Taker chose Brock, a guy uh, who, I, let's face it... Well, Vin, okay, well Vince, Vince chose it. Vince said it was him. But Taker went along with it. Taker could have easily said no. He also chose Mark Henry at one point, and Mark Henry said, hell no. If they gave the streak to Brock, and Brock, let's face it, we all said the same thing. Why is Brock Lesnar the guy to beat, break the streak? He's not going to help the business. He's not going to help build anybody. He's not going to... It doesn't make any sense to give it to Brock. So then they give him to Goldberg, who just destroys him, and people are still upset that, well, now he's defeating the guy who defeated the guy who was the guy. Well... Look at it from this perspective. Who on the active roster right now could beat Brock Lesnar and you'd believe it? I think you could have built any number of people. I don't think, I think it, it would have worked. I, I, I think it would have taken time, but they still have Brock for a time. I mean, I think with the proper build, you can make fucking anybody do anything in wrestling. I mean, it's fucking pro wrestling. It's, it's dumb. I mean, you can make anything believable, really. And I was waiting for that payoff. I mean, I had been waiting for somebody to scratch and claw their way to victory with Lesnar. I was waiting for somebody to just barely, barely scrape by a victory on Lesnar. It wasn't going to be easy. Brock was going to dominate him, probably. But they were going to somehow manage to get that victory. And not enough to where they would be like, you know, unstoppable God mode and just run through everybody after beating Brock Lesnar. No, it would be somebody that would just barely beat them, and then they could, you know, they could have a decent career out of it. But I got this. And and for the long... I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. Before Goldberg came back, I saw him at a... Well, I didn't see him personally. I saw a video. I saw him chatting with a New Day at... The, a 2K release party. He was the coolest old guy. He was suave as fuck. He had the suit on and these glasses. He's very... Um, he said he was very gracious to be with in, the, in this game with all these newer wrestlers. He was glad all this was still going on. He was happy to be with these young guys and 
He was just cool as hell. And then he came back. Kenyon totally changed. <laughs> it was like overnight. I am looking at him like I look at the fucking rock now. And it is, it's fucking tragic. Because it's like, and, and then what happened on Raw with the title thing, yeah. Uh, it was just like, I, I don't know how the match could have gone. It could have been a shitty match, but I would have taken a match. No matter how shitty it would have been, I wanted to see something that proved that this guy could at least have to fight, you know, to... To earn that win, you know, and I know Brock or er, er, Goldberg is not in fighting shape. We know that he said he wasn't. Uh, I mean, he apparently hurt fucking everything two Mondays ago just from moving around. He said, "I feel awful. I tweaked my shoulder and everything," and that's part of why I'm kind of ticked. Is that they they brought back? Okay, they brought they brought back a guy who was Undertaker's age, and had him beat a fucking monster like Brock Lesnar, when they could have used that on somebody, and it's just, I don't know, man, it just rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm not a Brock guy either. I mean, I know some people, uh, my friends give me shit for this all the time, they, uh, a lot of times they think I'm a Brock guy because I, I'll hype him up as a monster. And that he's and he's legit. He does some legit shit. I'm like I'm I'm impressed by him sometimes. It's like that doesn't mean I like him. I'm just I am impressed with some of the things he has done in his career. It doesn't mean I like the guy. It doesn't mean I think he should do the Suplex City shit all the time. It gets boring. I agree. And um, but that's what he's been doing. Yeah, I I I know. And I I think I think Rock can do way more than that because we've seen him have a career back in his original he's basically days. Basically, become Machoke from Pokemon, Seismic Toss, and spams that move. <laughs> but it's like um, I just saw this as like it was just like, come on, guys, this is. It felt like a slap in the face. It was just. Uh, as opposed to. Okay, you got you got the streak ending, right? Okay, so the whole story on that was Vince was up in the air about uh, it, what was it? It was a decision they made that day, up to a few hours of the show. They decided, you know, I think we should end the streak. I think we should give it to Brock. And according to tons of Taker's friends like Shawn Michaels and other guys that were there. Um, even Brock wasn't ready for this. Brock, Brock was like, oh, I don't want to fucking end the streak. Uh, and he's like, I'm, and he said, <laughs> Brock Lesnar even said when when he pinned him, he said the fucking look on the people's faces and the sound was like, okay, this is crazy. I don't know if this was a good idea. He just went along with it. And, and I've heard that about Brock. I'm sure he doesn't even care that he lost this 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 last Sunday. That was probably the easiest paycheck he's ever made. Just go out there and, and lay down and make like seven figures. Uh, I'm sure he cares way less than all all of any of us care. But uh, I just I I don't know. It just you get Lesnar beats the streak, kills John Cena in the most one sided match John Cena ever had. Um, beats John Cena, Seth Rollins, J and J. Everybody <laughs> in that one match um, beats the tar out of Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. 
then he uh, buries Ro uh, Seth Rollins in that one match till Undertaker comes back. Then he makes Undertaker cheat to beat him the next uh, at SummerSlam. And then they okay, they have that okay Hell in a Cell match. That was a good match, I guess. Either way, he eventually uh, then he fucked over Dean, and then he had a shit match with yeah, Orton. He, he, yeah, he had that. He had that. He he fought. Yeah, he pretty much buried Dean at WrestleMania, and then and then he beat the ever loving hell out of Orton at at SummerSlam, and it's like so. I'm, I just wanted to eventually see. Some guy, and it could have been any guy, because this is fucking wrestling, and I think I think people forget that you could build a guy in three months, hell, even two months if you wanted to. I mean, think about this for a second. Kane can go from being a fucking jobber to being a force of destruction in a night. I mean, it's like... I mean, oh, and hell, you can do that with fucking Bodas. Okay, Bodas couldn't do this. But what I'm saying is... Think about how quickly, for a short time, Bo Dallas went from being a loser on Raw to being, like, all of a sudden, like, a somewhat more serious and challenging character in a short amount of time. I mean, it doesn't take a long time to turn a character into, you know, someone serious and someone, you know, that's, you know, could do something. I think you could just take one of your upper guys, like, hell, it could be Seth Rollins. Hell, you could... You could even believably do it with Kevin Owens if you want to. Just drop, drop, drop the the funnier shit uh, with him and make him serious. I, I think it would work better with a face, though. I could have done it with Seth. You could done it with you done it with Roman. I think that was the original plan, but everybody was fucking hated Roman, which is why they they had him Seth cash in at WrestleMania. Uh, well, Roman got over pretty good in his match against Brock. I think it was just the fans being trolls and like, oh yeah, we, no. they like we I, caught them cheering him, and then they're like, no, we weren't cheering him. Uh, boo, boo! I think that's what it is. It was the John Cena, you know, when he makes a surprise entrance, you cheer, and even, then you go, oh wait, no, watch. boo! I didn't even watch Talking Smack. I missed it. I forgot it was on. I wonder if Daniel Bryan went off because Daniel Bryan is a known hater of old school uh, like it, I don't know if you've heard how he gets on to them bringing back old wrestlers and I fucking love it when he does that and um and he was a he was a big he was pushing big for having a match with Brock Lesnar before he retired like he was training changing his style training and training to have a match with Brock Lesnar before they told him he they weren't going to let him wrestle anymore well, he would have died and, I think he, Brian would have died <laughs> And he was he was doing all kinds of work to, to put on this special match with Brock, right? Oh my God! And he he probably just saw the Barry Lesnar. Oh my God! I, I I can only imagine fucking how pissed Brian was probably. Brian was probably like me. He was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? This is the because he he was looking at it the same way I was. He was like, he was hoping one day a young guy was gonna take was gonna was gonna was going to fucking steal the torch from Lesnar. They were going to beat his ass, and I don't know, it's just... I think there's only two guys on the roster who legitimately you would believe, and it would be a stretch. One is Cesaro, because the fans love him, and he's good. And the other one would have been Corbin, but that wouldn't have worked. Uh, I don't think... I, don't, I can't... I can't see Corbin right off. You would have to build up Corbin, but that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm... Corbin would have had to kill Brock, like, within a minute and a half. 
I'm talking something just like with Goldberg. Just bang, bang, boom. I won. Fuck him. Where's my goddamn title? Well, that would have been funny, but... But it wasn't going to happen. I don't think Cesaro... As good as Cesaro is... Sorry, Strada. I don't think Cesaro would have been able to even topple Brock. And he's the only other guy I can think of that could legitimately probably beat Brock. Because if they're trying to treat this like it's reality or a shoot... You look at a guy like Goldberg and go, yeah, that guy could fuck me up. And I think I that's the route they were going. When I look at Goldberg now, I look at him as old. I mean, because, like, when he first came back, his entrance made him tired. Like, <laughs> seriously, he was like, oh, my God, the guy was... I mean, don't get me wrong, he looked physically amazing. Uh, he looked very... I mean, he, he still looks like he's sculpted. But the... He, it's very clear that he's not ring. He's not ring worthy, and uh, and he's the same age as Undertaker. Only the difference with Undertaker is Undertaker's been in the ring a little bit longer, and still and still trains in the ring when he's you know not wrestling. He still tries to keep himself in a little bit better shape. Uh, Goldberg is old, gray, and has been retired for twelve years. So I didn't. I just couldn't see it happening. Not to. I mean, I know Goldberg was a badass back in the day. I just didn't... Like, I told my dad about this. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Goldberg from back, from back in the day. And he's like, well, you know Brock Lesnar? He's like, oh, yeah, that 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 guy with the weird head and the big old things on him, on his shoulders, right? That Doesn't, doesn't he take a growth hormones or something? That guy's a monster, right? He was like an MMA, and it's like, yeah, yeah, and they're going to fight. And it's like, oh, man, that guy's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. And I told him, and I, I showed him the... Or I was like, yeah, he beat him in... 15 seconds, he's like, what? Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> he's like, wrestling's fake as hell. <laughs> and it was just like, it, that, that's 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 what I'm trying to say, is it's like, it's just, and I know wrestling isn't always supposed to be believable, but it's just, I had to look at it from a from totally different perspective, is, well, when Brock went into MMA, he lost in like a minute and a half. So... If we go off the fact that, well, Brock Lesnar in MMA lost his first match, what would happen if he went up against a guy who WCW built to be this fucking badass monster? You know, what would happen if that did happen? And we saw how it happened the first time in WrestleMania 20, and it just, it didn't work. I think going this route, just smash him. Just fucking smash him and just be done with it and... Because they weren't going to do anything with the passing of the torch of the streak. They absolutely weren't. And I knew the minute Taker said on SmackDown, WrestleMania doesn't define me, that's when I went, Goldberg's winning. They just threw that out. Well, what in, the, what in the hell happened bet- with Goldberg between last the la- his last WrestleMania and, and, and this Survivor Series? Because Brock Lesnar has only gotten stronger. And Goldberg hasn't been doing anything. Because the last match they had was far more competitive. Well, think of it a lot like Yoda. He may be older, but you still don't fuck with him. There are some guys you just don't fuck with, and I think that's the route they were going. And the- Well, you know, but the thing is, though, it's like I've heard a lot of my friends saying, well, this is going to end Suplex City. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Brock still has a contract. He's good. You know they're going to have a rematch. Okay. You know this isn't over. And you know eventually Brock is probably going to get a win. So this doesn't solve anything. It, it's going to be the same old shit. 
except now we have a loss in the Brock column, and it was for some reason. The real here's the reason, and I'm going to say this now. I have a feeling that Goldberg is going in the Hall of Fame. And I think they wanted to give him... They want The last time Goldberg was in WWE, they treated him like shit. Yeah, they fed him The Rock. Yeah, they fed him Jericho. Yeah, they fed him Triple H. But they didn't really... And Lesnar. And they, well, they did feed him Lesnar, but Lesnar was leaving and Goldberg was leaving. And there was a lot of bullshit that happened. And I think there was a huge... Look, we know we did you wrong. Let's do this correctly. Beat Brock. We'll get, put you in the Hall of Fame. You fight him again at Mania. You do the favor. Everything's done. I don't think Brock Lesnar losing hurts Lesnar. I really don't because even Mike Tyson has gotten beat. So, well, I, it's not the loss. That's you know that's not the problem I have. It's it was the time. I would have preferred. I mean. Even if they didn't have, I mean, even if they didn't even have to do the Suplex City shit, they could have just, if, if the match could have just been anything other than what it was, just something more competitive than uh, Spear, 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 you know, Jackhammer. It was just, oh my god, that was, that was something. <laughs> that was something that I paid for, and I heard my friend was actually there because he he's Canadian, and he said everybody cheered their ass off, and then as soon as they stopped cheering, they're like, then all of a sudden they started booing because they're like, oh wait, the show's over, <laughs> we have to go home, we we paid and we got fucked because it was like that was a because it's like yeah it was really cool but but. Now we don't have any more show to watch. We just... We had like 45 minutes left of show. So, uh, yeah, that was... That 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 was my main issue. I mean, would I have preferred Brock to win? Yes, because I don't think he should have lost to Goldberg. But if he had to lose, and that's fine, it should have been not that way. And I stand firmly on my side that Fuck Brock Lesnar. Um, he got exactly what he deserved. Fuck him. And um, well, okay, but see, but see, that's that's my my issue is that I don't think you should look at it in the way of fuck Brock Lesnar. I know you don't like him. I don't like him either. We can't we can't let our personal feelings get into how this works. Fuck the Rock. I mean, we got So <laughs> we gotta we gotta look at it from a from the standpoint of what how wrestling works. You know. Oh, I am looking I, at it from how wrestling works, and the way I'm totally convinced is, you know, sometimes, sometimes, the big badass just has to get his ass kicked. And, you know, what were we going to get with Brock Lesnar? Suplex, suplex, suplex? There's absolutely no fucking way. I, d I don't think that would have been an entertaining match. I think the fans knew what they wanted. The fans wanted to see a fucking wrecking ball hitting a building. That is exactly what they got. And... I'm totally okay with it. Now, again, does this hurt Brock? No, it doesn't hurt Brock because he's lost to Cena and he's lost to Triple H. So, And technically, he's lost to Taker. But there has to come a point where you go, look, we've given Brock everything. We gave him the streak. We gave him Triple H. We gave him Ambrose. We gave him the title. We gave him uh, the Taker three times. 
We gave him... They've given Brock, like, everything. It's good to see him get knocked on his ass a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, and how much shot and it's not, and it's, give Well, you know it's not like he's asking for this shit. You know all he wants is money. I mean, Brock is not is not an egomaniac when it comes to wrestling. He does not... I mean, he you could get him to go out there and lose to fucking Bo Dallas in two seconds if you gave him enough money. I would pay huge money to see that. He would totally go for it, too. He's not... I mean, he lives out in the fucking woods in Canada. He doesn't care. He doesn't He doesn't talk to people. He'd be like, you lost to Bo Dallas. And he's like, I don't care. Look at all the money I made. He's... I mean... I, I don't think that's the issue. He he doesn't have an issue with that. It's just... I blame CM Punk. If Punk would have just beat him at SummerSlam four years ago, this never would have happened. Uh, I think Vince and, and Triple H and whoever is running the place wanted to push him as this monster. And he's like, sure, I'll, I don't care. You pay me the money, I'll do what you ask me to do. And, uh, and, I, I, and I was totally cool with it. Because, I mean, for one, I think the monster angle was really good because he beat the streak. I think that was a logical step to have a guy beat the streak beat well okay I think the monster angle worked better after he fucking buried Cena's ass that that was really the birth of the I can beat fucking anyone thing uh beating the streak was was how it started but beating Cena was what really pushed it into full gear there and then uh but yeah, uh, what I'm saying is, uh, I, I don't know, I just, I, I still wish there was somebody that could have, they could have, they could have built up in just a couple of months, just maybe even three months, anybody, any of the newer guys that were a face, somebody that was higher up on the card, like, like a Rollins, like a... Not Roman Reigns, because everybody would have hated that. Uh, AJ Styles... Hell, it could, that could have been a that could have been an underdog story because he's short. Even though they've never mentioned that on the air because he's such a badass, uh, and they don't want none. Yeah, they don't want none. Hell, you could have <sighs> Bray Wyatt is damaged though. I don't know if they could have pulled that. They with tried him. with Bray, but he got injured, and they're like, "Yeah, don't put Bray over there." And I don't think there was anyone legitimately on the roster that they could have actually made us believe that Brock would lose to. You know how they're going to fucking fix this and make me happy? They're going to feed Goldberg to fucking Undertaker at WrestleMania. That's what they're going to do. I didn't want that match. I don't want, I still don't want that match. But I don't care if Undertaker gets injured and dies. I want to see him beat fucking Goldberg now. And, uh, yeah. I, somehow that needs to happen. Because Goldberg said... Uh, in those interviews, he's like, you know, I never got to have a match with Undertaker. I'd like to kick his ass. Yeah, sure, okay, let's 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 see that happen. I want to, I want to, unless Goldberg wins, in which case I will kill myself on the spot. <laughs> I will fucking grab the Drano and just guzzle it and then blow my brains out <laughs> before it even reaches my stomach. <laughs> and then the, and then I'll have my head sent to Vince McMahon. With a fucking sticky note on the tongue that says "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to see. I mean, oh. and, and, and you know what? To be nice, I don't want it to be a squash. It shouldn't be. We shouldn't have squash matches. I want it to be a good match. If Goldberg could, can can pull that off, I mean, apparently, according to Goldberg, he only had seven weeks to get ready for this. So, you know, 
that could be why the match was so short. I imagine it would be tough to have a match with only seven weeks of training. But you know, I will from now to from now till WrestleMania, maybe him and Undertaker could, could practice and have you know a cool match if they decide to do that. But you know, they probably won't have a match. But hey, maybe they do. Maybe Undertaker has his actual redemption. And finally, it's like, hey, I beat the guy to beat the guy to beat the guy to beat the guy to, to meet the one and the one and the one and the one. And be like, all right, everything is good and right with the world. I would be okay with that. Well, see, Goldberg is the one who beat the one who put the one in 21 and one. Which is now... In one minute and 25 one. seconds. So... <laughs> or however the fuck that works. You know what would be weird? He could that that could then make Undertaker twenty four and one. I think twenty three and one. I think. Well, whatever he'll be twenty. Whatever he'll be, that one would now be the one that that got beat by the one that he just beat. So, yeah. That's some weird shit. I beat the one who conquered the one who put the one in the one in 25 and 1. So therefore, that one is erased. There are no more ones. Paul Heyman. Um, I can say, and I said this to a couple of friends of mine, and they all went, huh, finally, a WCW guy beat a WWE guy. Yeah, you know, I said that too. Finally. Like, the, can we, <laughs> it only can took him 20 off? years to do it. Can we can we fuck off with the WCW guys never get anything in WWE? And it's like, because, uh, I mean, everybody says Sting got fucked. I think that was Sting's fault. That personally. was an accident, so. I mean, well, I'm well, I'm not talking about just the thing with Rollins. I'm talking about when he faced Triple H. Because uh, everybody, you know, all my friends want to say, uh, well, they fucked him. They they told you know they wanted to bury him. You know they wanted to have Triple H and his buddies beat Sting in the NWO, and it's like I think Sting thought that was his last match, as Sting said, and he wanted to go out. And then the next night, you could even tell in his speech, Sting said, you know, you could tell by what he was saying. He's like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. It'll be a shame if they don't use me again. Like in his actual speech, he's like, you know, I hope they they still have something for me out here, guys. He says this to the crowd. I hope they use me for something again. It would be a shame if I don't get to wrestle again. So it was like he was ready. He was previously coming out there to retire, and he decided he wanted to continue wrestling. And but you know, everybody's like, no, they they're just they're just you know paying him to say this and blah blah. No, I think. I, I'm not saying they didn't used to bury WCW guys. I'm saying that they didn't. They didn't bury Sting on purpose. I'm saying nowadays they clearly don't care. I mean, if they just let Goldberg beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar and bury his ass, why the fuck would they have buried Sting just a couple years ago? I mean, what a change in this in two years that made them decide, oh fuck yeah, WCW's cool as hell. I mean, I don't think anything changed. I think what happened with Sting was just. You know, Sting. I think that was just one of those weird things, and then he had to retire because he fucked up his neck against Rollins. We don't know what could have happened with his career. It may have gone totally upwards. Do you know why Brock Lesnar lost? Because of Seth Rollins. It's his fault. That's what Bret Hart told me. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Well, you know, Bret Hart is an expert on a lot of things. Yeah, especially blaming Seth Rollins. <laughs> You know, the reason why Trump won is because of Seth Rollins. Well, thank God. 
Thank God for Seth Rollins. That's going to do it for the reviews. Overall, it was a fun Survivor Series. Um, you know, I went, you know what? This was a fun show. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was kind of one of those, you know. In fact, my original score that I put on Facebook, um, 7.7, I said, I said it would have been a 7.7 if not for the main event. Uh, that's not even, even with the, even without the main event, 7.7 is fucking low. I should have given it a higher number than that. I think it, I think it would have at least been an 8. And what's funny is uh, there were a lot of people that, despite the main event, hated this pay-per-view. Why? Like, like hated it. Like, this is the worst fucking pay-per-view I've ever fucking seen in my fucking life. It's fucking stupid. Fucking, fucking motherfuckers. Fuck. Oh, yeah. That's uh, serious. I, like, I was like, people, did you watch the same show? It wasn't a bad show. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I'm seeing, like, minus 11 stars on there. Like, seriously, people. Fuck. What did you want? Uh, speaking of pay-per-view and the network, um, I have heard that the network is not doing as well as it should. No, it's not. That's why they're going to cut back on pay-per-views. Yeah, I remember you mentioning they were cutting back. I didn't know that it's because they were doing badly, though. I had a friend tell me that they're not doing well at all. Are they doing, like, really bad, or just... It's not really bad. It's they hit their boom period, where it's like, okay, we got 500,000 subscribers. Oh, shit, we got a million and five! And it's not going up. You know what I mean? It's it's not really... It hasn't hit its plateau. Or I think it hit its plateau, and that's just it. And I think a lot of people are starting to kind of go, you know, I don't necessarily need the network. I'll just bum it off my friends. And I think people are starting to do that now, where if one family has the network, the whole family can watch it. It's like Netflix. We have it here at the house. So if one of us has Netflix, the whole family can watch Netflix. Why do all three of us need our own account? Well, what if you have a porn movie? Well, then you delete that from your list before you hit sign off. What if you want to watch it later? Oh, then you... <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought about that, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what porn movies would be on Netflix, to be honest. I've never used it. Oh, you do. I don't even know. I actually, I don't even know of any porn movies at all, to be honest. I only watch clips. But it was a legitimate question. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, big titty bitches four and. Big titty <laughs> I'm an ass man, actually, but sounded good on paper. Uh, you know, you, you just come home to that, and it's like, hey, what's this, Daddy? What's that? Uh, wow! Oh, I meant to delete that. My bad. Folks, we've gone to getting fucked in the rain to getting fucked on Netflix. This is this is this is where we're we're at three forty one, <laughs> at least my time. I think we meant this. I think we started at like one, so it's been almost almost maybe two hours. I will just say yeah, we have, I we haven't even done Raw or SmackDown yet. I will just say it was the perfect a perfect ending, a perfect ending, a perfect ending to um. <laughs> To wrap up this whole Survivor Series Netflix porn thing, you can watch it at the Guest House, um, and I'm sure they have ten rules for sleeping around. Uh, if you don't like that, you can also go to the Alpha House where they're doing Bachelor Night. 
and they talk about hooking up, and they have the formula for it, and that'll be the best night ever. Uh, after that, you can eat out uh, Drama Camp, and they also uh, there's a book on called Angels of Sex that you guys can pick up and read. And worst comes to worst, you can just check out Cam Girl. Um, but I said those names at random, not like they're on Netflix or anything that you can check and see if they're porn related. Why don't we get into Monday Night Raw? I probably missed most of those references, but uh, yeah, yeah. I have now corrupted some five-year-old right now listening to the show who's going to throw it on Netflix. <laughs> oh, man. I can see the letters now. Brother Raw opens up with a video highlighting Survivor Series. Well, one match, at least, of Survivor Series. Goldberg comes out and addresses Toronto and says, I destroyed Brock Lesnar. He can suck my fucking dick. Fuck him. But you know what? Seven McMahon says, I have one more title run left in me, so fuck it. I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. So now, everyone's next. Okay. So, check this. My mother... <laughs> my mother, who isn't exactly a wrestling fan. In fact, she hasn't, she hasn't seen much of it lately. Um, she only knows it through me. She understands it, basically, because I, I have made her understand it. Um, she's like, wait... Isn't he, you know, old and retired? And well, don't don't the new guys, the younger guys, deserve the title? Why does he? And I'm like, exactly. And, uh, and but you know, it's okay. This is the Royal Rumble. It doesn't mean he's going to get it. This is very different from a title match. So this could potentially be all right. But yes, the sound of that is a little bit. Shitty. It sounds a lot like when The Rock came back, and kind of when Lesnar got the title. But Lesnar showed up a little more than The Rock, thankfully. Uh, since The Rock, I think, defended it like what once, twice, if you count Mania. Oh well, that's what I meant. I meant he, can't, he defended it once before Mania. Yeah, and that was a, that was against Punk, I think, at Roadblock or Chamber or something. I forget what pay per view they used. And, uh, yeah, no, I just, Goldberg, buddy, If you, it, it's just, I, I don't want to hate you. I really liked you before you came back. Please go away. Uh, it, it not, it, or at least get into shape and have a match. Have a match that can make your little fat son proud. That one that you made him take his shirt off and get in the ring with you for some fucking reason. Well, I think Brock Lesnar's issuing a challenge to the sun. I don't know what that was about, but for some reason he got his his husky little child of a son to get in the ring with no shirt on. Oh, his son's going to remember that for some years. Um, anyway, yeah, he said, do I have one more badass title run in me? Uh, well, I might. Or something. And So, that means... Everyone's next! Ah! And, uh, yeah, so, uh, he's probably going to run through a lot of people at the Royal Rumble, assuming, uh, he, he's in the Rumble in the normal way and nobody fucks him over. Uh, which could potentially be some damaging shit. I hope he doesn't just bury guys like, you know, the, our current names. That could suck. That could really suck. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't I think it will I, happen. I think what will happen is Lesnar, not Lesnar, uh, 
Goldberg will go in the ring, smash people, eliminate people. Here comes Lesnar. Lesnar eliminates them. Set up for WrestleMania. Or, I'm surprised. or the ultimate possible not wet dream is they're the last two standing and they eliminate each other and they both go after Kevin Owens. Uh, I am um, just uh, wait. What was I going to say? Fuck! <laughs> Son of a bitch! You made me forget. Um. Uh. Uh. Fuck. Fuck! I'm good at that. Um. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, damn it. There it is again. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was surprised we didn't see Heyman at all. I was expecting, I was waiting. During this whole segment, I was like, Heyman, here comes 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 Heyman, and he never showed up. I thought... One 100% certainty Heyman was going to show up and complain just to set up the rematch somewhere down the road. Didn't happen. I was like, well, that sucks. I mean, and I'm not even like a fan of Brock. I just wanted to see Heyman. I thought Heyman was going to do some Mike magic here. I mean, this would, I mean, you know, I mean, with how Heyman has hyped up Brock for the past fucking three and a half years, that longer than that this is before he broke the streak so he's been hyping up Heyman since or he's been hyping up Brock since 2013 so we're talking a long ass time um I was waiting for like Heyman to put on some fucking magic and I didn't get him what the fuck I'm sure he will eventually we'll see Heyman again but I I was I was disappointed I was like what the fuck no Heyman come on but you know, we'll get him we'll down get the road it. eventually. We'll get it. We'll get him eventually. Yeah, we'll get him eventually. We then get the first matchup, which is the New Day against Cesaro and Sheamus. The New Day get the win. Now, cheat again. Now, here's my problem with the New Day, and I, I'm at that breaking point where I'm I'm seriously at that breaking point. WWE has built. They've made their own fucking tag team in Cesaro and Sheamus. And they want us to care. They really want us to care about Cesaro and Sheamus. And they've spent months making us care just so they can lose the New Day. So now, I don't care about Sheamus. Now, I don't care about Cesaro. And now, I care even less about the New Day because they fucking cheat. And if we're going to talk authority, Foley and Steph aren't watching this fucking show. They're not going to step in and go, hey, now, wait, they fucking cheated. This is <laughs> no, they're not. So in the world of kayfabe, there is no fucking authority. You can cheat and do whatever the fucking all you want, so long as you can sell some goddamn breakfast cereal. Sheamus is garbage. Cesaro is garbage. And that pisses me off. Because I, I, I wasn't... I don't think... I just want to say, I don't think they, they particularly got buried. I think they really want New Day to either break that record, or they want... Um, or they're finally going to give it to um, the club. Well, they get a shot next week. And what really yeah. pissed me off about the promo was, now there was a team that held it for 470 days. But that was demolition. That was a different time. Yeah, when they didn't fucking cheat. 
but we are different tag team champions. So basically, in that promo, they just buried Demolition. Just completely fucking buried him on that, and that really pissed me off. And then they want us to believe in Sheamus and Cesaro, and and they just they just lose to him, and it's cheating. And Sheamus and Cesaro are valid in saying no, they fucking cheated. And the referee's like, well, I can't call, I can't see. And how can you be fans? Of, uh, I, I'm done with them. I, I I can't fucking cheer them. Like I and I know all three of them are probably the chillest guys. I look for a fucking noose when they come on TV. Because I know it doesn't matter what's going to fucking happen, they're going to fucking win. They can basically pull down the referee's pants, fuck him in the ass, then go to his unborn child, fuck the unborn child in the ass, sponsor Budios, put a unicorn horn on his wife, and then fuck her, and they'll still win the goddamn belts, because it doesn't fucking matter. For the record, uh... I'm tired of New Day. I'm DM... DM, when he mentioned a noose, he meant for himself. Yes, I meant for myself, not for them. Because some people <laughs> might have thought that that was a black joke. No, it wasn't a black joke. If you want a black joke, I'll come see me at midnight. Um, no, I'm, I'm, so, I'm just, I'm tired of it. If they're going to be heels, be heels. If you're going to be faces, be faces. Don't be both. Because now, I don't care who faces them. They're going to go up against the club next week, and I don't give a fuck. Because the club aren't going to win. It's just not going to fucking happen. So why should I fucking care? They're going to break the streak, and I don't give a fuck. And that's my problem, is just, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, just, just so you know how much I know that you dislike them, I immediately thought of you the second they cheated and won. That's, I mean, in fact, I said your name out loud. <laughs> No, no joke. I was sitting there watching uh, with one of my friends. I said, oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go see if DM said anything on Facebook because I know he's fucking pissed as hell right now. I almost flipped the table, but I like my table, so I didn't flip it. Just, fuck. And I know there's people going, well, the match was good. Yeah, the match is great. That's like spending time cultivating and making a seven-course dinner and everything is going absolutely perfect and then right before you get dessert someone gets on the table and masturbates all over it ruins the whole fucking experience that's how i feel whenever the new day win and they cheat and everyone's like i didn't see him cheat fuck you you didn't see him cheat and foley's fucking blind as shit and Stephen mcmahon is blind as shit and everyone is fucking blind as shit no let's write something where no the new day cheats fuck them all Fuck them. Just fuck them. Uh, we get word that Charlotte Flair is going to address the WWE Universe, and Chris Jericho is going to address the WWE Universe. Uh, Enzo is backstage, and he's naked. He got no fucking pants on. This was... I heard some people didn't think this was funny. I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was all right. You know, it could have been funnier, but, you know, it's... I mean, I don't think anybody could make this work, but I think Enzo is the right guy for this kind of segment. Yeah. I think he, he's he's a funny dude. It, well, it was zany, and then he started walking around going, How you doing? How you doing? How's it hanging? And then there's Lana, who... Ah! <laughs> and then there's I Lana, who gives hanging, a wooden... That would have been a... That would have been perfect wording. Then he bumps into Lana, who gives a very wooden performance. And no, that's not a dick joke. And then Rusev's all, "What the fuck are you doing with that?" And yeah, and, and he instead of the normal "How you doing?" he said, 
how you doing? And, uh, yeah, and she just kind of, she just kind of tries to not stare. <laughs> yeah. And then Rusev gets involved, and Big Cass is like, hey, yo, look, Rusev, you jealous that his dick is bigger than your head? Well, then you get in the fucking ring, and I'll put Lana to bed. Yeah, word life. I mean, how you doing? I mean, fuck it. Get in the ring. And Enzo's all, yeah, I'm naked as shit. So that's going to happen. <laughs> we go backstage again, because be a lot of backstage shit. And Sami Zayn is bumps into uh, Stephen McMahon, and Foley's all, you know, you didn't necessarily win at Survivor Series, even though everyone saw that you got cheated, and Maurice cheated, and The Miz cheated, and SmackDown cheated. So we're going to reward you by punishment. You're going to fight Braun Strowman. So basically, That's- you're, you're going to fight the guy that you're feuding with already, but... They pretty much said that you got cheated at Sm- on, on Survivor Series, and because you got cheated and that was out of your hands, we're going to punish you. That's bullshit. Foley, that's bullshit. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. What the fuck did Sami Zayn... Sami Zayn kicked the... Fuck you. Just fuck you. By the way, uh, I, I forgot. we forgot to mention that Braun Strowman was like one of the MVPs in that, in that fucking match. It was him, Shane, and... Uh, there was somebody else in the shield. Did. In the shield, I would, I would think that. Yeah, Braun Strowman was fucking killing people. He nearly killed AJ. I don't know what's. I don't exactly know what was supposed to happen with that rope. <laughs> he threw him. He he meant to throw him out of the ring. That that was supposed to happen. But something about the way he got thrown out of the ring, it didn't look normal. Yeah, it looked dangerous, and and I'm not. I can't. I couldn't tell exactly what was wrong with it. It just didn't look natural. It didn't look like the normal way you're supposed to go out of the ring. Yeah. AJ was fine, but... Thank God. Uh, <clears throat> next match on the card is Cedric Alexander versus Davari. Aria Davari. Uh, Alexander, not, not the old Davari. No, not that, that guy they don't talk about. Uh, Alexander gets the win, so yay and stuff. Uh, we then get to the highlight reel, and Kevin Owens comes out, and Jericho's all, who fucking used the fucking list? And I'm not going to do this whole thing justice, because I can't, but Owens is all, monkeys! Monkeys! Screen and shit! And they're going to break up. They're going to break up. They're going to break up. They're totally going to break up. Oh, this is definitely going to happen. You know whose fault it is? Yeah, I know whose fault it is. Roman Reigns! And I laughed. I fucking laughed. It was fucking awesome. These two aren't breaking up at all. Out comes Seth Rollins. Out comes Roman Reigns. It's a dick-waving contest, and I think somehow Seth won that one. Um, So there's going to be a match between Seth Rollins and um, buttfucker uh, Kevin Owens. It's no disqualification, but, and this is Foley's genius, Jericho and Roman are banned from ringside, but it's no disqualifications. So what would happen if one of them came down to the ring? Would the other one be disqualified? But it's no disqualifications. Yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, how the fuck? How the, so, I mean, how can you be banned from ring if there's no disqualifications? What's going to happen? Yeah. Are you going to disqualify them? How do you disqualify someone? Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. I don't believe you understand what no disqualifications means. Yeah. Uh, so... Whatever. Foley, no. As a general manager, no. It's not working. Nothing fucking makes sense. 
We then get Enzo uh, versus Rusev. Rusev destroys Enzo, and that's all we get. And Lana's all yay and shit. So, yeah. Uh, we then get a next match. The winners go up against the tag team champions next week for the tag team titles. It's not going to fucking matter. The Golden Truth versus Gallows and Anderson. The club beat the fuck out of them. Uh, the club get a title shot. Are they going to win? Probably fucking not. So, it doesn't fucking matter. Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman. You know, the punishment for getting cheated at Survivor Series. Thank you. That's the company I want to fucking work for. Fuck you, Foley. Braun Strowman, before the match gets started, beats the shit out of Sami Zayn, throws him in the ring, beats the shit out of him more, 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 puts him in the corner in the tribal position, goes to kill him, and Foley's all, no, Braun, no, don't do it. No, stop stop the match, please. Stop. This, this is over. Stop. Stop. Braun, no. Did someone spike Foley's drink with Ambien or something? Like, like this is Mick Foley. Shouldn't have been coming out going, No! Don't fucking do it! You're gonna fucking kill him! Oh my fucking god! We didn't get any can of I, that. We, we, just can, got, we just got... Can I just say that the more I see of Mick Foley, the less I like him? And not, not necessarily his... his character on screen, which I'm growing a little tired of that too, but um, I don't, did you watch the uh, state of the WWE Universe thing on the network? Uh, I think I did. Where Brian and Foley went yes. off script? Yes, and then Brian just buried him. Foley is f- a fucking maniac. What the hell is wrong with him? Stephanie was the only sane one um, and Stephanie, I'm surprised she didn't lose it when Brian mentioned TNA, but Stephanie was just trying to keep the place from crumbling. Um, Foley was like, like, okay, they're like, what did they, okay, they asked him, would you ever like to work with Brian one day? And, uh, and Foley starts going, oh, you know how great Stephanie is, you know, she's such a great person, and charities, and, and, you know, we don't write checks, we, 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 we write, we endorse them digitally, <laughs> you know, uh, finger checks, and and we're like, what the fuck is Foley talking about? (laughs) He's just rambling about shit that doesn't have to do with anything, and, you know, books, and, and, you know, charity, and, and it's, you know, it's all for, you know, Stephanie, and she changed my life, and it's like, the question was about Daniel Bryan, he's talking about charity, Stephanie McMahon, digitally writing checks, and it's like, and then he's, and then he's like, and you know what, Daniel Bryan, it, it, you don't, you, you, I don't believe that you're that great a general manager because you didn't even want to be the general manager. You told me that you you were forced into this because you're still on contract, and you're like, well, I'm not doing anything else. Well, first of all, thanks, Mick Foley, for bringing up something that wasn't even in kayfabe. That was something that was supposed to not be on air. That was legit. That was a legit fuck-up by Foley. I mean, Brian had been a good boy so far. I mean, he says some stuff on SmackDown Live, but it's usually in good fun. This was something I don't believe was supposed to be mentioned because this takes away from Brian's character as a good guy, you know? And, uh, you know, we knew... I mean, people that knew Brian knew that he didn't want to actually... Because he wants to wrestle. He doesn't. That's why he doesn't want to be general manager. And fucking Mick Foley brings it up on the air like a retard. And then Brian's like, 
was it? And then before he's like, well, I, I am a better general manager because I want to be here. I want to do this job. And he's like, oh, yeah? Well, how come you left the general manager job in 2001, you fucking idiot? And uh, he's like, he's like, well, I had a child to take care of. He's like, well, look at me. I have a child to take care of, too. Do you see me leaving? Like, no, I wouldn't blame you if you did. He's like, well, yeah. You know why you really left in 2001? Because you know what? You kept wrestling. You just went and wrestled for TNA, you stupid fat motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, that's right. You didn't go home and take care of your kid. You kept wrestling somewhere else. Shut the fuck up. And and uh, and it was just, it was fucking great because Brian wasn't having any of that shit, and Mick Foley was just like losing his concussed old mind over there rambling incoherently Brian's not and and Brian is generally a nice guy but he was not putting up with this shit because Mick Foley was just getting in his face and saying he's an awful general manager and saying like you know take care of your kids you're bad general manager blah 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 and it's like what is wrong with Mick Foley <laughs> there is something wrong with Mick Foley I don't know what's wrong with him if you ever read his Facebook posts uh, he's for one he's like really creepily obsessed with the diva or the women wrestlers like to a degree that's just really strange like if they do anything notable at all even a little thing that's notable he treats it like it was the greatest 10 10 epic moment match ever in the history of wrestling and it's like guys i, I think that was maybe like maybe a 3 out of 10 match and he treats it like it was 20 out of 10 <laughs> it's like, and he'll he'll write like uh, ten paragraphs about it, about how it changed his life. He's a fucking weirdo, and I, I almost feel bad for him. I think it's because he he legit fucked up his head from all the years of abuse in wrestling. And and I mean I know he's a good family guy and whatever, but this he he is one weird dude. And it's like, the less I hear of him, the better, because he is one fucked up dude, man, and, uh, yeah. Anyway, we should, we should, we're getting off topic again, that was my fault. So you don't like Foley. Um, <laughs> I, I don't hate him, but, I mean, he just, he needs to shut the fuck up every now and then. Like, he called, he, he told people not to vote for... Trump, he said, vote for Hillary as a white male. And I was like, are you really getting into this shit? Come yeah, on, he buddy. He did big time, and I'm surprised they, uh, surprised the movie kept him around after that kind of comment, because that was... As a white male, you should vote for Hillary. And it's like, oh, <laughs> let's not go down that road, please. Yeah, he, he did. So, um, so, the match gets stopped because Foley just didn't give a fuck about Sami Zayn, I guess, so fuck the whole match altogether. Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring, and she's all, you know what, I'm the queen here, and all you hugging type of fucking people can kiss my fucking ass. I am the queen, I am the Wayne Gretzky of professional wrestling. In fact, fuck Wayne Gretzky, I'm better than Wayne Gretzky. And all of a sudden, here comes Sasha Banks, who for the 11th time wants a rematch, and is all, you know what, I want a rematch because I fucking earned it. So next week on Raw, we're having a rematch. If they give Sasha the title again, I give up. I'm, I'm done. I'm just... I'm, I'm fucking done. But then Sasha gets 
interrupted by Nia Jax, who goes, Bitch, the fuck did you do with Survivor Series? In fact, you didn't pin one motherfucker. I pinned like nine of them. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of my ring. And it's a threesome four for all. And then out comes Bailey, who's not going to really do anything, who's all, Yeah, well, I'm going to hug you bitches. And there's going to be an impromptu tag match when we come back from break. And guess what? There is an impromptu tag match. Um, when we come back from break, it's Charlotte and Nia with Dana against Sasha and Bailey, and Sasha and Bailey get the win because why not? I, I, I mean, why not? I mean, okay. Uh, we then have uh, Rich Swan, Noam Dar, and T.J. Perkins. The winner gets to go up against uh, Brian Kendrick on the 205 show, which is on Tuesday, which debuts this Tuesday. And the winner is Rich, Rich Swan, so yay. Kevin Owens is interviewed backstage, and he says, Yeah, I'm ready for the match, but I don't really give a fuck about AJ Styles. I don't give a fuck about Roman Reigns. I don't give a fuck about Seth Rollins. I don't give a fuck about anything. This is my title. I'm the Universal Champion. Suck my dick. So now we have a Universal, no disqualification. Everyone is banned from ringside match between Owens and Rollins. It was a good match. It was actually a pretty good match until Seth Rollins gets thrown to the outside and there's a guy in a Sin Cara mask, and it's Chris Jericho, who beats him up and throws him in the ring, and Kevin Owens is still the Universal Champion. Was this a rib on Cara, and where is Foley on this one? Did they not watch their own fucking show? So, fuck it. Um, like decent Raw, but I think the problem is... The general managers mean, like, I don't get them. And they even make a mention that, now, you know, Steph, you did say you were going to fire everybody. Yeah, I was fucking with them. I wasn't going to fire anybody. Fuck that shit. So, if the authority says to do something, fuck them. And you know what was funny was Steph was, you know, it was just to motivate them, but, you know, I mean, there should be repercussions, but I'm Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, the other people we were going to punish, no, they're fine. In fact, in fact, uh, Seth Rollins, he's getting rewarded with a championship match. Because he, because he made a deal with us, even though we, we didn't win the match. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was a weird setup. Raw sucks. Fuck Raw. I Smackdown is, is where it's at. I didn't say it sucked. It was just, con <laughs> no, it was just no, confusing. I'm not, I don't actually mean that Raw is, is awful, but uh, I'm a Smackdown guy. You go I, I am very proud... That you guys made me SmackDown back when I joined this show, because SmackDown <laughs> has become the show. It is it is the better show these days. The sad part is, I used to be the SmackDown guy, and then I got turned into the Raw guy, and it's like, when the fuck did this happen? So I still I I mean I still enjoy Raw, but um, there's something about SmackDown, and I think it's uh, for one, it's two hours. I never thought I would hate the three-hour thing. For the longest time, I thought three hours of wrestling was amazing. I am getting to the point, maybe it's because I'm old. I'm only 28. I'll be 29, and you're, like, fucking ancient compared to me now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. You're, like, what is it, 34? I will be 34. Um, uh, Strata would be old. Yes. He would be... Would he be 38? I think so. 39. I think Strada would have been 38, and he'd still be asking about titties and ass. Yes. Um, anyway, what I was going to say was, 
um, even when SmackDown was a lame-ass show that nothing happened on, it was two hours and it had a lot of levity. It was light show, stupid, stupid things, very dumb, very, you know, it was was practically a comedy show. I mean, uh, compared to Raw. Now, it's still that, but now it has good writers. So it's still two hours, it's still not as heavy, it still feels kind of, you know, light, but now it's written well, and now it's a little serious, because it has, you know, a champion, it has the championship, it has a women's championship, it has tag team championships, and, you know, they treat it like it's, you know, a show that you should watch. It's live, it has Daniel Bryan and Shane, but it has, like, Dean Ambrose being this wacky, goofy goober, you know, and, and it's, it feels, it feels less, it feels less, um, grimy and edgy, but at the same time, it feels, it feels well written, and so it, it, it's just a good show. It feels, it feels much more fun to watch, and a lot of it uh, is still, um, it feels honestly due to the two-hour format, because it's just like, all right, you look at the clock, it's like, it's like, you know what, let's sit down, let's watch wrestling, okay, it's over, great. On Raw, you're like, you're waiting for that main event. <laughs> you're sitting through three fucking hours. And it's like, I love wrestling, but, I, I mean, sometimes I just want it to be over with. Because they got three hours and they don't know what to do with it. In two hours, they know what they're doing. They're like, okay, we have three hours, and we, we have fucking James Ellsworth. And, I mean, I don't know, it's like they find, they find ways to do things with... With less in three hours, it's fucking amazing. And it's not like Raw is it, Raw didn't get bad; it just stayed the same. Raw is the same as it's been for the last uh, ten years, while SmackDown moved up, it moved up a little. It became a little bit better, while Smack while Raw is just okay. It's Raw. Here's more of it. It got it got an extra hour. So, SmackDown. <laughs> oh, is it time? Was yeah, it is time now. Okay. As long as I'm talking about how great it is, anyway. Yeah, you may as well just do the review. Uh, okay. Let me guess. James Ellsworth beat AJ Styles. Hey, what do you know? He did. Uh, for the third time. That's more than John Cena times two. I hope, I hope John Cena feels funny about that, honestly. It's like, that little mother... (laughs) It's just gonna show up and deck him in the mouth. Well, I love how John Cena was all, I don't like that Goldberg is back and he's getting paid all this money. Motherfucker, you make six and a half million fucking dollars a year, and you're taking time off too. Fuck off. I think, uh, I think the weirdest part or at least the part he said he was he took issue with was that he had no idea he was coming back. He said he wanted to be in the loop. I, I guess because I don't know, I, I don't know. I guess he just wanted to know what was going on, and nobody told him anything. That's when you go, John. You do know you're on SmackDown, right? And Goldberg is on Raw. So, in order to keep kayfabe, how about you fuck off and die, and fuck off. How about that for the loop? <laughs> $6.5 million a year. Get the fuck away from me. 
And that's, so, on, and that's we, on Forbes, so. We have four members on commentary these days. Mauro Ranallo, uh, JBL, David Otunga, and Tom Phillips. So, uh, when the game gets that right, it's going to be a real bastard. So, well, uh, they have enough problems getting uh, six people in a ring. I don't know how they're going to fucking manage to get... If they ever manage to get more than six people in a ring and four people on commentary, it's going to be funny. Hell, if they ever... Because, you know... You know, at WrestleMania, they have two discs, but in the games, they only have two discs, but only one of them has people at it. <laughs> Whenever they manage to get everybody there. And what about the extra commentary teams they have at WrestleMania? Like the French team, and the German team, and the Japanese team, and the the Chinese team, and the, you know, it's never going to happen. Anyway, uh, there's a video package, shows highlights of the Raw vs. SmackDown Survivor Series elimination uh, match. Uh, SmackDown Live Commissioner Shane McMahon comes out to the ring. Uh, Shane says, you know, I feel like I've been in a fucking car accident. He says, but you know what? I gotta give props to Team Raw. Look, that was one hell of a match. I mean, holy shit. And you know what? God, all those guys... But especially freaking Roman Reigns. Now, now, I know you guys think he is literally like some islander piece of shit from Samoa that you fucking wish he gets deported. I know you want him behind the wall. But, uh... Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had to... I was talking to somebody. That's, that's why the long pause was there. Uh... Uh, it wasn't there for emphasis. Um, uh, I was trying to think of like a racist name for Samoans, but I can't think, I don't know that they exist. I just said Islander. I think that's as racist as you can get. Pacific Islander. Uh, he's, I guess for, for, for the Usos, it would be like Gangster Islanders or something. Wigger Islanders. Island wiggers. I don't think there is a racist term for Samoans. Freaking um, wannabe black people islanders. <laughs> I don't know. The, you Hawaiians. <laughs> fucking islanders. You look Hawaiian to me. Uh, anyway. He, he damn near speared me out of my Jordans or whatever. I think he said Jordans. Could have been. Could have been. I don't know. I don't know shoes. He knows shoes. I think he wears Nikes, though. Well, he has a lot of different sneakers. Oh yeah, he does. Um. Anyway. Uh. I'm happy SmackDown Live won. Uh. So, but I just I gotta give props to Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Uh. They they. They brought the they brought the win home, but I'm not happy with AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose. They fucked it up. So Ambrose, I need you to come out to the ring. Take your punishment, boy. And <laughs> I can't even imagine Shane saying that. That sounds uh, very deliverancy. And you don't take your punishment, boy. Come here, boy. Um, take your medicine. Uh, so Ambrose comes out. Uh, 
says, look, you joined up with your former S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, stablemates, and you powerbombed Styles through the table, and you didn't even know if your team had won yet. In fact, you could have cost him the match. The hell is wrong with you? He's like, ah, oh, come on, Shane. Look, we won. I mean, wh- wh- who cares? I think we should congratulate the real MVP of this match, James Ellsworth. He, he eliminated Braun Strowman. So J- James Ellsworth comes out with a neck brace, and he's barely walking. And uh, and uh, Ambro- and Shane is like, okay, he has a surprise. He's like, all right, look, look, I've got something to tell James Ellsworth. And I think it'll make him very happy. And Ambrose is like, oh, come on, come on, tell him, tell him. Tell him the surprise. He's like, he's like, all right, I'm getting to this. Tell, tell me he has a contract. And he's like, ah, you idiot. He's like, oh, yes, yes, you have a contract now and SmackDown Live. Yeah, because of your amazing work last night and because you've shown true blah, 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 etc., etc., you deserve a contract. And then AJ Styles is like, hey, you don't want none. Uh, but no, he's like, you're telling me. This little chinless, alien-looking, fucking ugly-ass, blonde-haired, weird, mohawk-looking, long, whatever-the-hell haircut you call this, stupid-looking motherfucker. What the hell is wrong with his chin? Did he have surgery on it? What is it? What is wrong with this guy? He doesn't deserve shit. (laughs) Look, Look, you look at me, James. I'll tell you what, you're getting this contract, but it's a freebie. You didn't earn it. I earned my contract. I scraped and I clawed my life to get to here, to get this contract. But you, you're getting this for free. You're getting this for free, bitch. You didn't deserve shit. So I'll tell you what, you tell you what, I need a, I need, I need myself a, a, a tune-up match. So, if you really want to earn that contract, why don't you have a ladder match with me tonight to get in the mood for TLC? We'll put your contract up above that ladder, and you can climb up, and you can get it, and then you'll have a contract. But we know that ain't going to happen, because I'm going to beat your ass, and I'm going to take it down, and then you'll be gone, and I'll never have to see your ugly ass again. And, uh, and Shane's like, okay, look, look, no, you ain't got to do that. You have your contract, just go rest and be happy, and, and Ellsworth's like, no. No, 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 look, I may be banged up, and I know this is the stupidest decision I'll ever make, but, but, uh, if I may make a decision, I want to do this, but it's on one condition. If I win, not only do I get the contract, I get a championship match against AJ Styles in the future. And AJ's like, hell yeah, bring it on, I can whoop this little boy's ass any day of the month. (laughs) Ha ha ha. And, uh, and he's like, and Shane's like, you sure about this? He's like, I'm absolutely sure. I, I want it all or I don't want it at all. That's all right. I want it all or I don't want anything. Or something. Whatever. It's all uh, or nothing. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, any two, any two men with, or any, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. And, uh. That's his catchphrase, and it actually kind of works. Yeah. And, uh. And Shane's like, "All right, let's do it. That'll be our main event tonight." And uh, so that's that's the main event. And it was actually it was actually kind of good. Uh, it was funny, but it was good. Um, so uh, backstage, we have uh, Dana Bryan interrupting a photo shoot of the Miz and Maurice. Uh, 
uh, Miz is like, uh, so I guess you're here to congratulate me for uh, retaining the WWE Intercontinental title match Survivor Series. And uh, Brian says, actually, no, Miz, because uh, uh, you know what? You brought shame to the title for cheating us er, er, by retaining it. And, uh, and it's like, are you serious? I don't know if you couldn't see this, DM, but I literally just took fake glasses off of my head as I said that. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I, to get into Miz, I just took his sunglasses off of my head. That was amazing. Oh, wow. Uh, anyway, he said, Are you serious? I, I kept the title. It came back to SmackDown. I beat that asshole. What do you want? He's like, you know what? And, and Brian's like, look, uh, this is, this is or, or no, Miz says, this is Miz giving. This is Miz giving. This is, we should give thanks. He says, you know what? For Miz giving, I'm giving you an intercontinental title match against Callisto. Go get, go get ready. And Miz is like, motherfuck, and he just walks off. And uh, Maurice is like, I'm gonna kill that little bitch. Uh, oh yeah, Shane is trying to get rid of Ambrose all night. I should mention that uh, Ambrose, you you need to leave. And so, oh yeah, and he actually told Ambrose because he needed to be punished. Look, I know this is not a popular decision, but Shane, but you need the night off, okay? And then, before the segment even ended, Ambrose was congratulating them in the ring, even though he had already left. Throughout the night, we will be seeing more of Ambrose. And, uh, so backstage, we see Ambrose again with Shane. Shane is like, look, look, you need to leave, okay, look, I told you, this is insubordination, it's your punishment, you have to leave. He's like, alright, are you sure you don't want, like, I mean, I can get you some food. I mean, okay, look, you have my number, right? Yeah? Yeah, okay, okay, good. Okay, look, I'll just, I'll be right out here. Okay, 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 okay good. I'll, I'll see you later. So, he's out there. Kalisto is going to be in the Intercontinental Time match uh, against The Miz with Maurice. Um, not much happens because, once again, Baron Corbin runs in to distract the Vanilla Midget. And, uh, yeah. Miz nails him with a skull-crushing finale, and I get the feeling Baron Corbin does not like small people. He would probably eat me. Well, the sad um, part is, there's not a lot of people that are taller than Corbin, so... Yeah, it was, it was cool, because they made him have that match with Kane, and they were pretty much, they were pretty close in height. Um, of course, Kane is uh, far more bulky looking, but uh, uh, so, um, Backstage, Brian and Shane are talking about what just happened. Um, and, oh yeah, because uh, Miz was, as he was leaving as the champion, still champion, Ziggler comes out of nowhere and super kicks his head into the, like, the rafters and uh, plays his music. So, uh, Brian is backstage, and then Alexa Bliss shows up. And uh, Becky Lynch shows up, and they're arguing, and Brian's like, I'm not dealing with this. You couldn't deal with this, Shane. And he leaves. And uh, and Lynch says, uh, or, or first Bliss is like, uh, look, you little red-headed cunt, I want my fucking rematch. I am the Wicked Witch of Hell. 
I want my fucking rematch. I am five feet of fucking fury. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> I will eat the boils off your vagina. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Christ. I am... I am... Satan. In female form. No, wait, wait. She's she's Lilith. Yeah. From the Apocrypha. <laughs> She's, she's Satan's wife. <laughs> um, that works. Uh, I'm sure Becky Lynch had to retort. Oh yeah, and no, she, she said, uh, uh, oh, "God, let me try to think of how to do her fucking accent again." God damn it! She 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 doesn't know how to speak. She doesn't. She's like. I'm bucking my ball, baby! <laughs> that sounded nothing like her. Holy shit. Oh, She said something. She said, I, I, I guess. You're going good on a rematch. Next week, rematch. Sounds like she has so, balls in her throat. Yeah, well, she's got somebody's balls in her throat. <laughs> That's why she's champ. Uh, anyway, so this is a rematch uh, at TLC. Uh, with Bliss. Now, you think they're going to do it as a ladder match or a straight up? I have no idea. I don't think... Uh, I'll tell you what, though. I don't think Bliss could survive falling off a ladder. You don't think so? No. I think she would explode. Uh, well, I mean, she might live. But... She's she's five feet. And, and nothing pounds. Uh... You know, I do question if she really is five feet, though. She doesn't look as small as AJ was. It's probably because AJ was so fucking skinny. Yeah, AJ was tiny. I mean, you can fart in Mexico and she'd die in New York. Because just shit. Because uh, when I look at Alexa Bliss, she says she's five feet. Uh, AJ was five foot two, and she looks way smaller. I don't know what's up with that. Uh, anyway... Shane says, all the women are to blame. She's like, hey, look, all you bitches, you're all to blame for the fucking loss at Survivor Series, so go eat each other out or something. I don't give a fuck. Shane wow. says, uh, <laughs> Natalia came in. She was trying to blame everybody because she was like, yo, hey, it was fucking, it was that fucking idiot over there, the redhead, the dumbass. She, she's who to blame. And, and like I said, Shane's like, no, you're all to fucking blame. Shut up. Eat each other out. Uh... And Natalia's like, hey, everybody go look at my fucking cat Facebook or whatever. And then she starts singing My Heart Will Go On from Titanic or whatever. And then, uh, and as she's leaving, um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Becky Lynch is like, hey, what? 
isn't that from from and then Ambrose finishes the sentence who is back from Titanic yeah yeah it was from Titanic and uh uh and then and then Shane's like motherfucker (laughs) what the fuck I told you to leave get out he's like and he just and he has a huge pizza he's like you don't want any look I mean there's like a whole pizza I mean I knew these guys he's like look no I don't want your fucking pizza I want you to get out you don't, are you sure? It's like, just, like, okay, I, okay, I'll, I'll just, one, no, leave! And, uh, and, uh, and then, uh, Becky makes a pizza pun. I don't remember what it was. And, uh, but, but, he's like, she's like, ah, uh, dang, I don't think anybody heard it. And Amber, you hear Amber scream in the distance, heard it, loved it! <laughs> and uh so backstage we get Dana Bryan lots of backstage honestly I'm fine with this because uh they, they have some of the best backstage shit when it comes to Smackdown um Dana Bryan runs into Baron Corbin he's like hey you've been a real dickhead recently I don't know if you know that Baron but you're a real dickhead. And and Corbin is like, well, you know what, you little cunt? I'm like fucking 11 feet tall compared to you. <laughs> I could play basketball with you, and you'd be the ball. And he's like, well, you know, I have a close personal friend I'm going to put you in a match with tonight because I think you're a dickhead. And I think He'll kick your ass. Now, because he's a close personal friend of mine, I think you know who it is. His name's Kane. So, yeah, that's going to be a match. Um, so, now we have a number one contenders tag team turmoil. Uh, now, this ended the whole thing in a very strange way. I did not expect at all. But uh, American Alpha versus the Usos versus the Hype Brothers versus the Ascension versus the Vaude Villains versus Breezango. Uh, Hype Brothers and Ascension start. Uh, um, let me see how this. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what's happening. Ascension get eliminated. Uh, this all happens on the course. This it, 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 it all it starts out pretty quick. I mean, there people get eliminated pretty quickly at first, and uh, Ascension get eliminated quickly. And then uh, we move on to the Hype Brothers uh, versus Brizongo because they were the Hype Brothers were out first, and uh, then the Hype Brothers get eliminated. American Alpha comes out. Uh, they eliminate Brizongo. Vaude villains come out. Uh, they get eliminated by American Alpha. They have a long. Uh, the Usos come out, and they are back to being complete heels since they were just playing nice for Survivor Series. They have a great match with American Alpha. Um, they eliminated, and then uh, something happens that I was not expecting. Um, all of a sudden, we get the shot, and uh, Bray Wyatt is on the screen, and uh, he says, <laughs> "You know the devil's in the details, man." 
And oh man, whoever said that, they were so fucking right, dude. Oh man, you don't have no idea how fucking right they was, bro. Shit, cause see, your little match, it ain't over yet, homie. Nah, see, you got one more team left you gotta face. And then it zooms out to show Randy and, 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 uh, Harper. And, uh, cause you see, next week, Yankees, you gotta fight me and Randy for the tag team titles, or for tag team turmoil, and then they'll face, you know what I mean. And, uh, and, and Randy says, and we're not just a tag team. We're family. And, uh, so it's like, okay, so it's going to continue next week, and they're going for the tag titles. I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I don't know where it's going either. It. Neither does the cat. I thought, oh, yeah, that's mine. I guess I should let her out real quick. One second. Alright. Yeah, I thought, um,. They had just finally decided to give um, American Alpha titles off of uh, Rhino and Slater, which is kind of a shame because Rhino and Slater could... I mean, there's still more to give with them. I don't know why they stopped giving them segments because they were fucking fire, man. And, uh, and the crowd still loves Slater, too. I mean, every time... I mean, they still chant his name during segments, even during Survivor Series, man. Well, they were chanting, he's got kids. Yeah, and they chanted, we want Slater. I mean, like, he's still fire. They they, they want Slater, and it's like, damn. Hopefully, well, uh, if anything happens to that team, hopefully they'll still ha- do something fun with Slater, because it's like, I think they realize, you know, Slater is that one jobber that people do love. Uh... And he's got kids. Anyway, um, I will be torn. Okay, no, I won't be torn. Um, I, to be honest, uh, I like American Alpha. I want Wyatt to have gold. God damn it. <laughs> American Alpha are new. They have a million years to get gold, and people love American Alpha. And it's... I The... The Wyatt family could cheat their ass off to get gold, and American Alpha would not look bad at all for it. No, they wouldn't. I mean, just just once, I would like to see a fucking decent victory for Bray. I mean, I never thought in the world he would get a tag title win, especially with somebody like fucking Randy Orton instead of one of the original Wyatt family members, but I will take it at this point. Just for something to legitimize him a little bit. So... I mean, as much as I have, you know, because I think American Alpha are talented young guys, and but you know what, they've got a long career ahead of them, and people, they're over, people like them, they're on SmackDown, that's a good show, they'll be fine on SmackDown, because they're like the only team that anybody actually cares about over there, um, except other than the Usos, I mean, let's, I mean, let's be honest, this, the, the, the tag teams on SmackDown are... I mean, let's look at this. Let's look at this. Like, we got the the Ascension, the Hype Brothers, Brizongo, and the Vaude Villains. I mean, the Vaude Villains could have been something. Nobody cares about them anymore. Brizongo is Brizongo. They're a joke. Well, the Headbangers I, are still around, aren't they? Uh, they're not constant. They won't. I don't even know if they belong to SmackDown, to be honest. 
they show up uh, one week out of like every five months. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I don't even know if they're a SmackDown team. They they just show up. And then they've got the Hype Brothers who are whatever. I don't know if anybody likes them or not. The Ascension are the Ascension. Well, then American then, Alpha. And then there's the um, the Spirit Squad. Oh, yeah. I don't, but they, they're just... They're not even like a official tag team. They're just Miz's crew of backup when he needs them. Like, they just, they, like, work for Miz, basically. They're goons. Uh, so, American Alpha is the only team to care about. So, I hope that Bray wins. God damn it. Just because I want him to hold something. And then he, I, I mean, he doesn't need to hold it forever. American Alpha can win it eventually. And then maybe one day he can get something bigger. Or he can just become something. I don't care. I just do something with Bray, damn it. And they have been. They've been doing good things with Bray. I thank God that he's on SmackDown because everybody that's been on SmackDown has been doing so much better. I mean, everybody... And Daniel Bryan brings it up all the time. He just shoves it in... in, He shoved it in Mick Foley's fucking face on on that, that fucking show. He was like, hey, look at SmackDown, asshole. You say I'm not a good general manager, look at fucking SmackDown. Look at how much elevated all our guys are. Except for VOD villains. Don't talk about them. <laughs> but look at everybody else. Of course, the VOD villains got buried long before they came to SmackDown. <laughs> they were so salvaging they, them. They were long gone before... Yeah. Everybody that was salvageable has been salvaged. Baron Corbin, I mean, look at him. He was doing nothing before SmackDown. Look at him now. And, and like, Dean, Dean is, Dean is king of the world. AJ is the fucking champion and king of the world. Uh, I mean, their, their pay-per-views have been knocking them out of the park. I mean, yeah, it's been great. Uh, Bray is actually doing things again. He doesn't suck like he used to. I mean, so, yeah, I, I am happy he's on SmackDown. Because I think he would just get lost in the shuffle on Raw. Uh, anyway, moving on, um, we had SmackDown Live Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Natalia because, yeah, uh, winner was Becky Lynch to the Disarmor. It was a match. I didn't watch it. Well, I mean, I, I kind of watched it, but I didn't care, um, then we had Kane versus Baron Corbin, which I was kind of looking forward to, so I was kind of mad it got de- went to a DQ, because I kind of wanted to see what would happen between Baron Corbin and Kane. So it'd be kind of cool. But, I mean, I, whatever. I, honestly, it, it, I did... Kane got to choke slam him, and it made sense what did happen. Basically, Kalisto interrupted, and fi- somebody finally got some payback on Corbin for constantly interrupting the cruiserweights. <laughs> So the small guys were pissed. They're like, hey, this motherfucker constantly keeps fucking up our matches. So he came out and and distract or you know, he didn't just distract him. He fucking what what did it, what was he? Did he fucking didn't he nail him with something? Oh yeah, it was a it was a drop kick. Yeah. And then Kane was like, I don't care. <laughs> he fucking chokeslammed him. He didn't even care that he lost. Baron Corbin technically won that by death's qualification. Uh, 
So after that, uh, oh yeah, and uh, it wasn't even over yet after that. Um, Corbin got up because uh, 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 Kalisto, Kalisto threw the chair in the ring. Corbin got up and grabbed the chair. He's like, "Hey, motherfucker!" And then, and then uh, Kalisto like drop kicked the chair, kicking it into his face. And then, uh, funny thing here was David Otunga said the dumbest thing I've ever heard um, this week. Yeah. At least that I've heard in a long time, I'll say then. Um, so he attacked... Um, he swung... At one point, he swung this chair at Corbin while he was laying down, right? Now, David Otunga... Like, okay, one of the heels is naturally on... Corbin's side, and he says, what the hell is that little idiot doing? It was probably JBL. Um, and Otunga said, he's defending himself. What does it look like he's doing? And it's like, um, I don't know that you can call that defending yourself. Corbin didn't do anything. Kalisto just came out and attacked a man laying on his back with a steel chair. How is that defending yourself in any situation? You don't even have to be a lawyer in any kind of court to say that that was not defending yourself. That was an unprovoked attack. That was the dumbest thing I have ever heard <laughs> said by a face commentator. I mean, seriously, that's something a heel commentator would say. That was just absolutely fucking retarded. That was I was like, oh my god, that was, and I didn't even I didn't even get mad at it. I was laughing, but it's like, wow, that is a, that is the biggest stretch I have ever heard to defend a face's actions. Why didn't they just say Kalisto was worked up and mad? We didn't need to really stretch the try to stretch things that much there. Because it's anyway, David Otunga. Yeah. Anyway, main event. And an all-or-nothing ladder match. James Ellsworth is uh, fighting for his contract and a chance at the championship with AJ Styles. So, this is a kind of interesting what went down here. Uh, oh, but before that, I should mention, uh, once again, Dean snuck back into the uh, place a couple more times, but the most recent one will go with before the final match of the night. He snuck back in uh, because Dana Brown was talking with James Ellsworth. He's like, look, I, I, I admire what you're doing. It's really courageous. It's really cool. But you've got to be really, really... And then Dean Ambrose finishes the match or finishes the sentence with careful with a guy like AJ Styles. And, uh, and, uh, and Daniel just says, Dean, what are you doing here? Shane's going to go ballistic if he sees you. Why are you dressed like a Mountie? And he's in a fucking Mountie outfit, like a, a really cheap one. <laughs> it's made out of, like, fuzzy shit. It's not, like, actual, like, military-looking type or police. Uh, what what a Mountie outfit would, would actually be made out of. And, uh, and then Shane sees him and goes fucking berserk. He's like, Dean... What the fuck are you doing? I told you to fucking leave! I swear to God, Dean! I will fucking...
fucking kill you. Get the fuck out of here. Kill you. And he's like, this is insubordinate. This is fucking. This is. I can't hear. I'm gonna fuck. I will fuck it. And, he, and he's like. He's like, hey, what? Don't you even want to hear why I'm dressed like a Mountie? He's like, I'm gonna fucking get. And, uh. And, and, and then Daniel Brown's like, hey, hey, Shane, Shane, calm down. Look, you've had a long night. You had a long weekend. You got beat up. Look, why don't you just, just go home, rest. I'll take care of this. Just, and, 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 and Shane's like, you know what? You know what? That's a good idea. I'm gonna go home before I do something fucking crazy to this idiot. And he's like, all right, th- I'm leaving this in your hands. I'm going home. See you later. This is in, this you, you handle it, and uh, uh, and and Dean and Dean's like, yeah, yeah, just go home and chill. I mean, can't even handle a joke, you hoser. A, eh? and uh, and uh, so D- Danny Bryan's like, so why are you dressed like a Mountie? And he's like, and so he leans down to Danny Bryan and takes off his his aviator sunglasses. He's like, cause the Mountie. Always gets his man. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was great. And the, the Canadian crowd popped so loud for that. They fucking loved it. And uh, so, then we move on to the James Ellsworth match. Um, so, Styles starts beating him up early. Uh, then Styles goes out to get a ladder. But Ellsworth actually somehow, like, teleported to the other side of the ring. I don't know how he did that. He just snuck around. Camera didn't catch him. Whatever. He tries to keep him from pulling the ladder. And then Styles like, get the fuck away. You're not going to win. And, uh... Uh... Styles starts climbing the ladder. Ellsworth stops him. Uh... Uh... Styles rips his shirt. And, and it shows that he has this huge back brace on. Uh, so Styles puts a backbreaker on him from the ladder. He ties up Ellsworth in the Tree of Woe. I hate that name because just because I don't think anybody ever calls it that except Morrow because Morrow calls everything by their proper moves. Uh, and then he starts kicking him in the in the abdomen. Uh, puts the ladder on top of Ellsworth, slaps him, starts climbing the ladder. Almost grabs the contract, but then Dean Ambrose comes in wearing an, uh, an Ottawa Senators jersey and the helmet, so he's dressed like an actual hockey player, and uh, he starts goes in, going after Styles, um, and uh, he sends Styles outside and tells Ellsworth to climb the ladder. Now Ellsworth is just knocked the fuck out, so he can't get him up there, and uh, so Styles is like, "Fuck you." He does the phenomenal forearm, and, and I don't know why Ambrose didn't move out of the way. He saw him coming. He, he was just standing there. He's like, oh, wow, look at that. What is that coming down at me? Is that a forearm? Holy shit, maybe I should move out of the way. And he just gets hit in the face with like an idiot. Sometimes I wonder why wrestlers just stand there and get hit with things. But, uh, so Styles starts climbing the ladder, but Ellsworth is like, no, I must win! And he fucking pushes the ladder over. And it's like, Ellsworth is, like, out for himself now. And then, uh... So, Styles gets pushed down the outside because the fucking ladder tips over. And Styles goes to get back in, but Ellsworth does the no-chin music, kicks him, and actually... It actually knocks him out for a good four seconds because, you know, his finisher is, like, Dan's finisher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, it's like all... It's, it's, it's a finisher, it's just not, you know... 
it knocks them on their ass for a very short amount of time. Now, Styles, through some kind of fucking magic, <laughs> tries to get back in, and the ropes tangle up on his foot. And uh, so Ellsworth is able to climb the ladder and grab the contract all by himself. Because, I mean, Ambrose did try to help, but uh, it, he didn't. <laughs> so uh, Ellsworth basically beat AJ Styles sort of by himself. Uh, this is a kind of cool, kind of hilarious, I don't know what you want to think about it, but it was funny. And uh, it's not like he's going to win the title. If he does, I won't know what to think. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a simultaneous horrific and hilarious thing. <laughs> but, uh... Uh... I'm not sick of him yet. I know a couple of uh, downers, I'll call them, that say he's that he's run his course. And I, I, I get that sometimes shit like this will run his course quickly. And if they continue to do too much with him, it will run his course. But for the time being, the crowd is fucking loving uh, Ellsworth. So, I mean, they, put a, they made him a fucking shirt. And did you see him? It was outselling... Okay... Fucking James Ellsworth shirt. The second it went on the shop, outsold Dean Ambrose. Uh, I think a couple other people and Goldberg. Fucking Goldberg and Dean Ambrose. We know for sure James Ellsworth shirt outsold them. It was like, God damn, this boy is fire. <laughs> this people love this fucking James Ellsworth. Yeah, he, I, he's a comedy act, so whatever. It was funny. So, uh... Well, you can. They like him now. You never know when they'll turn on him, but for now, it's been, it's been a pretty fun ride. So he has officially... He officially has a contract for SmackDown, so assuming he sticks around, he could be in the game next year. Holy shit! That would be wacky. They'd have to add a new weight class. Yeah. It'd be like... It'd be like, uh... Ultra featherweight or something. Yeah. Super featherweight. Yeah. You're like a fucking uh, 45 pounds. You just, uh, you fly. <laughs> I think that's going to do it all for this week's episode of Beyond the Metal. We have to like, subscribe, share, and comment about what you thought of Survivor Series, what you thought about NXT, what you thought about Raw, SmackDown, James Ellsworth, Goldberg, and everything else that's been going on in the world. Hopefully everyone has an awesome week. Raw is tomorrow. SmackDown is, of course, Tuesday. 205 is also going to be on Tuesday, but I think the hard part with doing it on a Tuesday is you're going to see two hours of SmackDown, then an hour of Cruiserweights. I think they should probably move that to Thursday. Give you know people a chance to you know catch their breath a little bit, but the fuck do I know? Anyone wants to know what's going on in TNA? Not this channel, because it ain't gonna fucking happen. That's gonna do all for this episode. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.